The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. Rico, I got the keys, so I just come in and I'll just come and play music. Oh. What is his name? Lois can never have Superman's day. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comic books in sixth grade, but oh, no, you wanted to play little dude instead. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way you can bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic forum. Assemble! You're listening to Fantastic Forum. All Games Radio's... Oh, actually, I'm sorry. Your premiere show about comic books and the live weekly conversation about pop culture and the entertainment industry. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building on Skype. He is our intrepid senior reporter. He's next in line for the Cal. He is our resident Dark Knight detective. He is Oz. We should just record your intro and play it. <laughs> Thanks, Oz. Thanks for that. I I'm appreciate work- you. I'm working on it. <laughs> next, he is our riddle. Inside of Enigma, trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? All right. We have the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. I miss when we used to talk about comics. (laughs) And as for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mary Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. We got a great show for you today. Uh, we're, we're not going to talk to you about any comics today. N- zero. Zilch. Nada comics. Um, we, we'll talk about comics, probably. But what we are definitely going to talk about, uh, we are going to talk about uh, Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons. I said that correctly? Yes. All about has been hotel um both of those are animated series so we'll be talking about those today giving you some thoughts and some reviewing of it uh and of course bring you the latest in comic book news and of course whatever else it is 
that you all want to talk about. Um, in fact, look, I know that uh, we've been working with the intern on getting new stuff. Should I just go ahead and freestyle this part, or do we go ahead and is the intern going to do it? I mean, just we. I think the intern can do it. Okay. Well, listen, if you want to be down with Fantastic Forum, we do have a way for you to do it. Here's how. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at all. Fantasticforum.live. <laughs> you got to you got to do the, you know you want to. You know you want to. <laughs> I love it. I love that. I love that. I'm glad that we did this. <laughs> so, yeah. Basically, you want to get down Fantastic Forum. Uh, you, you know what to do now. Go ahead. Jump into chat. Um, go ahead. Uh, hop. Hop on Skype. Fantastic Forum on Skype. Uh, you can do the chat at fantasticforum.live. Uh, or you can do it on YouTube. You can do it on Twitch or in all those places. Or you can click the link in the YouTube uh, description and jump into the show as well. On You know, basically, uh, if you want to show your beautiful face. Or, or not. I mean, I guess technically you don't have to show your face. You can have a cool avatar pick. Or um, something else, I guess. But you know, yeah, I would. We would prefer you to show your face, though. Anyway, gents, how are you all doing? Um, <laughs> Look, the funny part is people can see you now. So, 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 so those those expressions that you're usually making, where I'm like, "Well, hey, everyone, don't don't talk at once," is like I can see you all making those weird faces, like you know. As good as can be in a pandemic in a global, pan- <laughs> you know, in a global pandemic with a terrible president. You know, <laughs> like I, I, can, I can hear you all. I look, even though I, I didn't hear Oz say that, because I don't, I don't know. Oz, are you? Why okay? would, why you? would I? Why would I say that? Right. Everything's good in in Ex- Illinois, right? Well, except for the ninety-eight mile an hour winds that knock trees all over the place. Dang. The president should put up better In- fences. Was he including to a, a tree on my property? So I had to spend a day cutting that up and getting it off my road. Really, like a big tree blew on on your property? It, I have uh, some maple trees, and it just went on and just fell over on on the driveway. Damn! So, so I, could you get I had to could take you get out, out or no? Saw it and you know, me and the wife out there cutting it up and getting rid of it. Man, they're they're on the frontier. Man, you made Amber cut up a tree? Well, she took No, care I of- cut it. She pulled it. She pulled the pieces out. She took care of his wood. See, we didn't have to do that. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And then okay. the storm also blew one of the doors out of my old house. So the next day I had to go fix that before the realtor brought some people in to look at it. Got you. Oh, and half the city has no power. Uh, because of the wind recently, or did something else happen? Yeah, because the, the wind took some other trees and blew them through power lines. 
so they, they've been without power for two or three days. My house only lost it for like 12, 13 hours before they got that fixed. But yeah, Jeez. it's good times out here. Good thing he kept his promise on fixing infrastructure. I'm just like, like it's. I, I well, feel really it, sad. Oh, there's not there's not much you can do when a tree knocks out a, a power pole. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could do what every other country does and just bury the wire. I mean, it, it's a possibility, but still, I mean, I it, you know that's not it's an act of God. That's not. <laughs> The president's fault. How come always act of gods are shitty things? TigerCon chat says, I bet Amber is better at cutting the tree than Oz. Dang. Why would TigerCon come for you like that, Oz? She's good at pulling the wood. Oh, see. you Look, I just told Moses he didn't have to do that, and then you go right ahead and just do it anyway, huh? Well, he can do it. You told told him, not me. Yeah. She's his property. He could do whatever he wants. Oh, see, see, you see what is that? like? I mean, I'm just saying it would be nice if we could get through the first five minutes without blatant sexism. If that would that would be awesome. Watch a shoot. We should look into that. Just fly. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be terrible. Anyway, uh, how about how about you, gents? How uh, how about you, Jay? How how are you doing? Okay, you know, I'm, I guess I'm making music now or something. <laughs> you guess, maybe? Yeah, it, it's even harder than I remember it being. It It's not easy. No. I, I have a question. Ask us a question, when, everyone. When, when do you get your first face tattoo? I do not. No, that's... I mean, wait. I thought because, you had because, to, like, after yeah, the first like, song drops or as a promotion. I mean, why does he have know. to be a, why does he have to be, like, a, one of these, like, uh, friggin', uh, what are those rappers called, Joe? Yeah. My, my first tattoo is gonna be on my shoulder. And it's gonna be a navy <laughs> patch with the music note in it. That's fair. And an epaulette. Jay, Jay was See, the I, I, so I was thinking out. like a under the eyelid thing, like that guy that says that has always tired under his eyes, yeah, but it would be like ellipsis, so you look like Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> the other side will say, "Stay silent." <laughs> I, look, yeah, I, I don't know why you would tattoo your face, like. I would do that it to. Sounds weird to me. I would do it to throw off uh, government facial recognition cameras. You can just be black and do that. Yeah, but I don't have that, and it's frowned upon to do blackface. Yeah, but yep. you know, plus you they, have... they don't need facial recognition to to go after you. Yeah, you're exactly. Black. <laughs> that's, that's facial why recognition is like he's black. He's, just, he's guilty. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Facial recognition for black people is like that's the guy. <laughs> Look at his skin. <laughs> Wait, so you know, speaking of tattoos, uh-huh. I actually just heard a story about this old woman that she was like 88, 89 or something, and she got a tattoo, her first tattoo, because it was on her bucket list. Mm-hmm. And she got it on her arm. And I guess tattoo 
artists have like a thing about putting uh, the first tattoo in a highly visible spot. And so she had to like kind of like tell him, you know, I'm I'm 89. I'm this is it. Like there's nothing <laughs> right. It's my only worse. tattoo. And he's like, I don't nobody to impress. Right. There's, there's nobody that's gonna tell me no. Or whoever wants to frown upon me at this point, they can do that. Like, like anybody that would frown on her is dead. <laughs> I like I have no, I don't know that I've met an octogenarian with a tattoo that wasn't like a Holocaust survivor. <laughs> oh, Larry, you haven't lived. Do you know eighty-year-olds with tattoos? So I was, uh, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Mo's like I went to a convention. No, <laughs> like. I went, I was actually getting my, one of my tattoos done and mm-hmm. this old lady had an appointment and she dro- got dropped off on the like access paratransit, you know, mm-hmm. they, they dropped her in front. She walked in, she was like in a walker and she goes to my tattoo artist, Steve, and she goes, uh, I had an appointment with you. And he's like, oh yeah, you know what? Just have a seat right here. If you don't mind, I'm just going to finish him up and, uh, and then I'll take care of you. And she goes, mm-hmm. yeah, no, no worries. And then she was talking to me, and she tells me, uh, how old are you? And at the time, I was 36. And I go, I'm mm-hmm. 36. I was like, oh, my first tattoo is older than yours. And <laughs> she's actually, she's, she's, she, she said older than you, uh, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's covered all where you can't see. She's yeah. covered in tattoos because of the time, and she worked for the federal building, and at the time in Long Beach, only hookers had tattoos and sailors because Long right. Beach was a, a port town. And uh, yeah, it was a long Was story. she 80? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I, I mean, you, cool. it, to remember Long Beach with an na- active naval base and, and the Navy town, you have to be at least 60. Right. So, but no, she, and, but and I was with you on that. Like, I'm like, okay, so she's, she's probably at least 70. Yeah. So but I don't, like, you know, 80. Yeah. She's up there. And she That's was actually cool. getting piercings removed. That's why she went. <laughs> oh, she had geez. six piercings on her labia and four on, well, two on each nipple. <laughs> and and that's sure what that, that's your tattoo artist was going to do? I'm not. He was going to remove her piercings because they're getting too heavy for her skin. It's getting too thin. Damn. Yeah. I don't even know what to say about that. Hey. Like, I'm like, what do you charge for that if you're like I mean okay, never mind. I'm gonna Nothing. Leave that alone. You do it for the story. For the love of the job. <laughs> you do it for the story. So here's the thing. You do it you so do it for the gram. You do it I for have the him, like... I have him he saved the earring one of the earrings for me. And they're kinda of like Did you these... smell it? No, no, it's it well he before and all of oh, that, wait, earring, he, he, never mind. he sterilized everything. As soon as it came out it goes into a sterilization bucket and then vacuum sealed for Prosperity, like it's never going to be used, but he wants to keep it for the story. So, um, I told him that I wanted it, like that earring has history, and I want it. But then when I saw it, it doesn't fit in any of my holes, it's too big. <laughs> yeah. Leave that alone, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, keep it moving. You guys are okay. gross. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you need your hole stretched out, Mo. I can't say I can't tell you guys anything. 
I don't even know what to say, man. I'm just like, wow, it's a wild show already. Yeah. <laughs> but that's cool. That's cool. We're never going to hey. monetize. Yeah, you should have had me read some comics, man. That, there it is. That's what I should have done. Should I like? I won't make the mistake again. <laughs> you know what I did read? Tell me. Uh, hotel number three. Mm. When did that come out? Um, I think last week. Ah, I missed it like a dummy. I wanted to read that. Yeah, it, it's good. I mean, yeah, right. the first two were fantastic. Right. It's and it's four parts, right? One for each hotel or five. Mm-hmm. One for each room. One for each room, oh, right? Four. Right. Four. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I need to. It was good. Like, yeah, I won't tell you what it's about because I know you guys are definitely gonna read it. Yeah, I, I feel like about it when we. Okay, I like it. I, I feel like I'm gonna go back and go buy those. Like, like you know, like get like the set. Right. So yeah, that's cool, man. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to read that. You know, I it's pretty creepy. I was I was kind of uh a bit out today running errands, you know, with this whole thing, it's kinda like once you go out, you kinda wanna do everything you can since you're already out. Have and in that way, what did you say, Mo? I was going to ask you if you noticed that you kind of in- tend to spend more money now when you do go out because you're buying stuff that you wouldn't normally buy, but just because in case you want something, you don't want to have to go out again. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I can't – I don't think I'm spending more money, but definitely more at once. You're right. Like, because, you, you know, you try to, like, knock everything out at once so you don't have to go back out. You know, there's no no sense in exposing yourself regularly. If like, you don't have to, at I least in up, my in my opinion, I end up buying pastries now. <laughs> I used to what? never buy pastries. What kind of pastries? You know, like I got a cinnamon roll, like a four pack, some like Twinkies and mm. Chips Ahoy with extra chocolate. I would never buy oh. that before. Mm-hmm. Like maybe once in the blue moon, I, I'd get one of those things. Now, <laughs> like, oh, we need sweets, we need chips, we need you know, right. Because, you know, that's the shit that's outside normally. <laughs> right. So I, I ended up, um, like, being a, like being a little bit behind on trying to make sure that everything was set up and all the things, you know, like, make sure I saw all the stuff I was supposed to see before the show started. Um, I did get to go to the comic book store, uh, but I didn't get, I haven't read anything new. Um you know what I did read that's old or not old, but older. That's like last week. Um, you know, Oz has been going on and on. Look, I'm talking about Oz like he's not here, but Oz, you know, Oz has been going on um, about Far Sector. And mm-hmm. I saw that last week. And I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and pick this book up because, you know, I, I enjoy reading Green Lantern stories, but I'm not liking the current Green Lantern book. So I was like, ah, let me try this see what it's like. So Oz, Oz, well, I won't say that he buried the lead because, but Oz, you didn't mention the book was written by N.K. Jemison, right? Uh, 
He doesn't know who that is. Yes. He doesn't know who she is. No. Yeah, he or she is great. Huh? He or she is great. (laughs) She, she, she. No, nor, nor. Hey, don't don't assume, don't assume their gender. No, I'm not assuming. I know who she is. (laughs) Like, no, no. I just that that was the first surprise. (laughs) That was the first surprise. I was like, I picked up the book, and I was like. You know, I think I do. I think I do remember Oz mentioning that the the protagonist was a black female. I think, but maybe not. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I think so. But I would have because I I mentioned her. Her name is Sojourner. Yes. Right. You did right. Exactly. And so right, and they call her Joe, <laughs> for short. <laughs> and so, uh, but I picked up the book and I saw that. N.K. Jemison was there, and I'm like, dude, is that the same N.K. Jemison? N.K. Jemison is like a friggin' uh, really prolific sci-fi author. And, in fact, like her, her claim to fame is she's the only, or, yeah, she's the only person that's won a Hugo Award three three years in a row consecutively. Or three real years in a row, I guess, you know, obviously if it's in a row, it's consecutive. But, <laughs> you know, but good. yeah, yeah. And and literally she did it. She, um, oh man, what's her, her trilogy? It's like Broken, Broken Worlds or Broken Earth. I can't remember what the trilogy is off the top of my head. It's Broken Something. But literally she wrote a trilogy of books. And when the first one came out, she won the Hugo. Then the next one came out the next year, she won the Hugo again. And then the third one came out and she won the Hugo again. You know, and so it's like, you know, she's she's a really good writer. So I was just like, oh, wow. Like, I, you know, that was I was already planning on buying it anyway, but that was a pleasant surprise. And then I messed around, started reading the book and I'm like, wow, like I, I picked up a literally random issue. I think it was like issue seven, you know, whatever the last issue was, which was seven, I'm pretty sure. And I was just like, this is a really good book. <laughs> like I was not lying. And so I'm like, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back and and find the other ones and read that too, because I'm like, yeah, you know, I was like, it would be nice to read some Green Lantern stuff, but it's like nothing that DC is putting out is something that I'm enjoying for the most part, especially in the next couple of years. Oh, sheesh, man! <laughs> I like, I mean, a, they had I, a crisis. I don't know. I I guess we should save that for the news, but I, Jesus I thought it'd Christ. be its own topic at this point. Cause... Yeah, her. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, her books are. Are the uh, Broken Earth series? Broken Earth, Broken Earth series. Yeah, so that's that's the trilogy that that did the Hugo three years in a row. Oh, and that's where the uh, then there was a spinoff called the Wandering Earth, but we already talked about that. <laughs> You're hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> you I, I, I like it. the I, li- I like the story. I like the character, mm-hmm. and I like that it's set so far away from Earth. Mm-hmm. I just need to know how she became a green lantern oh, um, they don't tell you i only read up to i think issue? like book four or five i got the i got the the next few in my backlog right now mm-hmm. but they they suggest that there's something special about her ring so that's what i've been waiting for i i, I just want to know how she became a lantern because she's from what? earth it's not she's just not right she, she just she just doesn't look human she actually is human Right, um, and you know, and, and she starts off the book already like a seasoned veteran, basically. Oh wow! Like she had to be. She, I mean, 
maybe not a seasoned lantern, even though she doesn't struggle at all with mm-hmm. with her abilities. I don't know. I, I feel like maybe she was already an investig an investigator when she got the ring, and that's why she's put in this position or something like that. I don't mm-hmm. know. I need to know. That's the only thing that bugged me about the story. Have you read issue seven yet? No. Okay. They they hint a little bit about how her ring is different from other lanterns rings, but it's, yeah, if, I don't think it's if the there full are, if there are issue you're seven now that. I'm probably on four or five. I'm like three issues back. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, and I only, I, 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 I've only read issue seven. That was it. But it was written well enough that I was like, I understood what was happening in the story. I understood a little bit of the relationship between some of the, you know, the main character and some of the other characters around. I, I understood what exactly, you know, they were trying to have happen. And it was, it was really interesting. Like the, the story is really cool. The only knock I could say is that um, she was kind of in like almost like a almost like a a mech type suit that was made that was being willed into existence by by her ring, and the way that it's colored kind of makes it a little hard to um, to like distinguish what that suit is doing, but you know it was still a cool looking thing. So I'm like, yeah. But anyway, but yeah, let let I mean you're right. Like, uh, or I, when I say you're right, I'm talking about I'm talking to Mo now. I <laughs> know we we should talk about this DC thing, especially you know since it's the top of the show and it's kind of like you know like I it's gonna come up probably in the midst of us talking about other stuff anyway. And so we'd like to get Oz's perspective. He's gonna end up working in a few in an hour or so. Um, oh, okay. The before we start, I would like to. When you said you're right, that we should do it, you also should have said that I was right, because I called it. I said they were going to have massive layoffs. There's going to be shakeup. And yeah. I, I predicted it at the end of the year. I got it in August. But even, you know, Mostradamus, Mostradamus, <laughs> uh, you know, got it in August. So. There it is. Yeah, man. I mean, for those that aren't in the know... Um, like Mo just said, massive layoffs uh, all through DC Entertainment, DC Comics, HBO Max. Uh, yeah, HBO. Yeah, every, every, like throughout that entire, like AT and T is trimming the fat. They fired the guy that that greenlit the Snyder Cut, which makes perfect sense. Like it doesn't. Oh. Like I, huh? Yeah, you know. That he was probably bringing pressure. It's like you got to make money for this shit. Do whatever it takes. But I'm just saying, like the fact, like the Snyder cut was a bad idea. Yeah. Especially- and I don't anyone that doesn't doesn't feel that way. Like it'd be one thing if the Snyder cut existed, and you're just like, hey, just release it. Or well, we have it here anyway. We're just gonna let it out on HBO Max only, and that will be enough to entice some people to you know get the service. That would be one thing if it was like, you know, if it was sitting in a vault. It wasn't sitting in a vault. They literally are paying friggin' $30 million additional dollars yeah, to, to have this movie made, which is just like, why? Like what, you know, like what? I, I, one, of, one of my people on, um, on Facebook was like, what, what's the end game? 
<laughs> he's like, let's say, he's like, what? Like, let's say the Snyder Cut got released and it was spectacular. It was like, wow, this is the best thing. What what happens next? Like, do you just spin out of the Snyder Cut instead of all the stuff you were doing before? <laughs> or do you just do business as usual? It's just kind of like, what what's the benefit of releasing what, you know, you hope to be a better version of a movie you've already released. Well, I can you put see... you put it out on Blu-ray and make another half million, half a uh, billion. Sorry, but that's not what they were doing. They might. No, 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 no. They're putting. Did it... they make a half billion for from Blu-ray sales? They probably would for that if they would have done it. You know, pre-pandemic when business was booming, and if it was, you know. Now they're going to put it on something that they want to draw people in it. But if that was really the end game to draw people to HBO Max, they would have done it at launch. <laughs> I'm just doing like, and, I'm just sitting here thinking like, like, you know, obviously this unscientific, uh, uh, flash polling here, like there are four of us on the line. How many of us here are buying Blu-rays like regularly? Wait, say that again. I'm, there are four of us on the line. How many of us are buying Blu-rays regularly? I am. Um, that aside, I buy all the time. You you, right. you said what? Pandemic aside? No format. Oh, format like, aside. What do you mean I don't format buy aside? Blu-rays, but I buy digital movies all the time. Like, oh, he, okay, he, and that it. counts. Yeah. I would say that. Counts. Yeah, it doesn't have to. You're right. It can. You can just. Okay, so you buying digital movies. Oz, you're buying Blu-rays. Buy yeah, buying both. Today. You bought three three movies today. Yeah. Oh wow. And but Mo, you're not buying any movies, huh? Uh, not regularly. If it's something like, I think the last Blu-ray I bought was Into the Spider-Verse. So it has to be something I gotcha. really, really like. Gotcha. To be to actually buy it physical. Other than that, I would buy it, you know, digital. I bought Wonder Woman digital and I, I bought I bought a couple things or rented from the marketplaces. Like I'm not opposed to buying or paying for things like that. Mm -hmm. Um but I know I, I wouldn't think... buy the Snyder cut. I'd borrow it or <laughs> I do what I can to watch it. I mean if it was like a, a streaming service that I'd have to get, I'd you know, if it was for rental right off the bat, then I'd rent it too. You know, I, I would do that. Gotcha. I don't know if like I'd buy it. Like a premium rental. You know, I probably, as a Blu-ray, I probably wouldn't buy it. I'd buy it digital because that's okay to be like in that library. But I wouldn't want to stare that in at that case when my TV's off. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But that's just for my hatred of Snyder. It's not even like a Blu-ray thing. Like I would, if I would buy a bunch of Blu-rays, I probably wouldn't buy that one just out of my sheer anger. The fact that Steppenwolf now looks like the Demogorgon. I'd be like, you know. What? What? Listen, I saw, like, the article that you sent us for that was, like, the person was, like, wow, look how great it looks. And it's like, really? And they put it, side, it put it side by side with Joss Whedon's, and it's like, oh, yeah. such an upgrade. Yeah. And I was like, you like that better, huh? Like, what is it about <laughs> that that you like? Like, what? Yeah. Like, I mean, and I, I mean, my thing was this. Comic book likeness aside, because I understand that, hey, I want it to look like how it looks in the comic. I get that that's not important to probably the majority of people that watch many of these movies. That's you know, fine. That's that, I, that's sad to hear. But I mean, listen, it, look, 
it, I can it, accept it for what it yeah. is and 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 know like this is my taste versus some other people's taste. So that's fine. In the, word, in the words of a great American, it is what it is. <laughs> so listen, I look. He messed around and said that joint. I'm like, damn, I'm gonna have to stop saying I, that. Look, I been I was telling you. I kept I've like, been telling you for years. Don't you, you, say that. Well, listen, man, I was saying it about stuff that didn't mean human lives. I was like, oh Jesus. Like I don't ever say it is what it is when you talk about people. The biggest tree starts with a seed. <laughs> this is That's true, Moses. This is true. So, um, you know, I get that that's like, you know, not not people's main concern. Does it look like the comic? Fine. But I'm looking at it just from a pure design thing where I'm just like, and and even taking into account that maybe it's kind of silhouetted. It's like, it's not a full reveal. Like maybe it'll look, but I'm just like, just the the silhouette of it. I was like, why do you like that more? Like, it just feels like it's almost like somebody decided to do some sort of abstract art piece and maybe it's steppenwolf i mean i'm trying to figure it it could look that could be magog you know what i'm saying <laughs> like it could it could it could be a number well maybe not a number of different people but anything that you want to mess around and it could feel be like Black it's heart. kirby influenced huh it, it doesn't have to be kirby influenced it could be Blackheart. It look you're right. It it does have like a like it looks the body looks like Blackheart, and just the way like the you know but the, yeah just the the musculature and the form of it just didn't look right to me. It looks it looks like something, um, like yeah extra dimensional, and I guess technically the, the beings from Apocalypse are are extra dimensional. I guess right. I mean maybe but yeah but it's also. The thing is, it's actually, this is where, as a comic fan, I got to step in and be like, that's why you got to look at the source material. Because right. there's, you know, there's Clive Barker, H.R. Giger, Lovecraft, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Extra Dimensional. And then mm-hmm. there's Kirby, Extra Dimensional. Right, you know, which is a different thing. Fourth World Kirby is what Stephen Wolf looks like. That's Extra right. Dimensional. You know, that there's a through line in design between that and Eternals. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It, 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 I, at this point, I wish that Steppenwolf looked like Eternals. <laughs> like MCU Eternals? Yeah, like I want that yeah. to look like, I want Steppenwolf to look like Kumil Nanjiani. <laughs> where he plays the girl. Oh, too funny, man. So I don't know. Uh, Oz, uh, what are your what's your take on all of this that's happening over at DC, man? Between them firing... Uh, the editor in chief and demoting Jim Lee, um, between you know them firing all these people at at you know in the studio side of things with, when it comes to DC, like how are you feeling about it? And you know what what's your take? Uh, not surprised. DC's been run like a like a fraternity for a while now. Jim Jim Lee was not a surprise because once a, a real corporation came in and took over and they're like okay so who's in charge this guy uh, okay what has he done this whole year you know how, how has he dealt with the pandemic and all they could show for it is a bunch of pictures that he drew for charity you know maybe <laughs> maybe they're not gonna Ooh. pay him the big salary <laughs> well here's the thing they're the ones that promoted him in the first place as soon as they bought AT&T? yeah 
Like they they, uh, they were right they were now, misdirected. Well, here's the thing. They everything they did in the last year and a half or so was when they took over and then at, at the head of this pandemic they they restructured again. Um, and then before that, they restructured again. They were having the issues aren't even with the pandemic and him drawing. Like, I know I, I would look at that big time, but I guess AT&T did, too. Uh, but the thing is, everything has been coming from since they got rid of Jeff Johns and Dan Didio has been from AT&T and even like a good year or half a year before that. And am I wrong feeling like. Was Dan Dio the only guy holding the whole thing together? I also know their sales have been like it sloppy feels like it feels like they tossed him out and everything went to hell after that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he it's not that he was the only one holding it together, but he knew how to deal. Like, man, I wish somebody like Ahoy or AfterShock snatched him up because. I feel that he has a good, like, whatever. I, I know I've called him Diddy yeah. in the past. I, I've titled episodes Dan Diddy just from, you know, decisions with, with DC. And, and look, he'll, he's talked about some of those decisions in the past, you know, going mm-hmm. back to New 52 and, and, and Flashpoint. Um, but, it, yeah, he has a good, uh, well, a good eye for talent from mm-hmm. one. Like, even some of these uh, comics gate people that he had on before, they're still talented motherfuckers. They're the only re- they're the only reason uh, Comics Gate has any like steam, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- he also knew how to like kind of deal with editorial and the in between. Like he knew how to delegate duties. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a good leader, and uh, mm-hmm. he didn't make a lot of good decisions. But as a leader, he held it, and they executed it. You know. And they might have not been the best, or they didn't pay off the way they thought. I guess it's not that they're not bad decisions. In hindsight, you can say what is and what isn't. Right. But at the right. moment, I mean, when Flashpoint and New Fifty Two came around, I mean, who didn't think like doing the Age of Apocalypse with like big ramifications type for DC was like it was exciting. Like even mm-hmm. if it wasn't all of it wasn't good, everything was exciting, and that's everything people talked about for those six months. Mm-hmm. So that alone is, is a good thing, and. Maybe they took they took some some uh, plays from his playbook and did it with DC as a company. <laughs> I guess so, man. I just like no Element Girl, no editor of Black Label. <laughs> I like I, I just like I I'm not gonna say like I don't feel like DC Comics is necessarily disappearing, but. Nah. It doesn't feel like, like it, like what they're doing over there is necessarily for the good of the company. Like even like say for instance, like you know when Marvel had their restructuring, what was that? I guess three, four years ago, right? When you right. had Axel Alonso, um, um, you know, pushed out of his job, and you know you had CB come in. And it's one of those things where, hey, you know, that might not have necessarily been like, you know, for me, I kind I liked the direction Marvel was going in at the time. I don't, I don't know that I necessarily it's a choice I would have made or necessarily the person I would have put in charge. But you could at least for me, it seemed like okay, I can tell that okay, they're they're banking that this direction will be better for the the comics arm 
you know, they're, they're making a firm decision. They're going a particular direction. And you could kind of like see and understand, okay, well, they're going to try to get back to basics a little bit. So I'm like, okay, well, so let's see how it works out. And, you know, so far it hasn't been, it hasn't been bad. You know, it's like, obviously, you know, X-Men is amazing right now. Uh, Empire's cool. Uh, you know, it's like they're 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 doing what Marvel does uh, now, especially since we've kind of in the post pandemic, you know, comic freeze era. Oh, you know, oh. it seems it seems like you know it's working, but I don't look at like these moves they're making oh. at DC right now. It's like okay, so like I guess my thing is you would usually when you let go of these many people or this many people. You usually announce people that are taking their place, right? Like, isn't that how it usually goes? Where it's like yeah. you usually have like, "Hey, we did, we got rid of the editor. Here's the new editor, you know." And this is the direction we're gonna go in moving forward. This and they were just like, "Nah, man, get everybody out." Like, okay, well, who's running the show now? Don't worry about it. We, we got announcements coming, huh? Uh, in chat, we up and. Uh... Tiger Claw says, what does all this mean for DC as a whole? That's that's what I want to know. And that's the thing. Like, I don't know if any of us know. Unless, I, know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I very well might have missed something. And please, if, if you all have seen something that I haven't, please correct me. Because that's I, how I'll I tell felt. you right now. I was like, what does this mean for DC as a whole? So what, what, what are we doing now? I can tell you right now what it means. Tell me right now. It means all the work that all these people did that got fired to put together a good roster and a good um, showing once things potentially get back to normal are what they're banking on. Um, you know, everybody who did a black DC logo on Instagram, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and a hat and everybody's so mad about everybody leaving. And it's like I, I was like, hey, hey, enjoy your massacre. Like, uh, I was just reveling in in my. Why why, why are you happy about this? Because <laughs> I was right. I was proven right again, and it, this is like months in advance too. Like, it, it's it nothing. Uh, again, that this is this is part of my torment, Larry. There's nothing new under the sun for me. I've seen it happen before. It'll happen again. And guess what? It's gonna happen again. Like it, it's nothing's new and everything's boring and everything means nothing and we are all shit. But so so where's DC anyway. going? So they're doing you know we're getting a good we're getting well not a good we're getting more sweet tooth on Black Label like there's no editor but we got six issues coming for you October like <laughs> right after they put the Black DC thing Jeff Lemire posted oh check out. Sweet Tooth, the new series coming October 2020. Yeah. Um, because that's it's it's they put interim people and they're not even announcing them because they might end up keeping the job. <laughs> and as long as they don't get no names out, they're gonna keep doing a good job. Once they become <laughs> nerd royalty, then they get their heads get too big, it's too big for ATT. You know what I mean? And that's that's what we're doing. We're we're just trying to, to kind of make money. They're talking about sales. Oz kind of mentioned their sales are going down and stuff, but everybody's sales all across the country yeah. are going down. Period. Absolutely. Like that's it, you know their whole graphing 
like 18 that's part of the thing and, and i said this before they're looking at their own graphing but they're not looking at the environment the market right now there's no market like even mm-hmm. with comic shops being able to open to a certain degree i, I don't mm-hmm. know what what's your comic experience like larry like you, you were you able to go in and, and flip through the like long box and see what you needed yeah yeah you can like i least now that we can see you oh the sounds like yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, I hate it. <laughs> no, no the, yeah, I, like at, at, at our, Jeffrey, our our Podbean fans are gonna love the because they can't see it. <laughs> yeah, I I hate it. Sometimes I pinch my balls because my pants get tangled, and I'm like, can the camera see that? It's like if you see me going like. It's like, yeah. I... Giggity. Giggity. Yeah. yeah. I'm, like, I'm adjusting my balls. Every time I go like that, I'm adjusting my balls. But, but you know. Oh, dude. To, on a serious note, um, yeah. with this current closure, like, yeah, retail places are open and shit. You know, barbershops have to close. But, you know, uh, we're, we're the danger, you know. Right. Right. And, and don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, the only shop I go to is Jeffrey's. And that's because, you know, I was doing, obviously that's like my home shop, but yeah. then, um, you know, they were doing, you know, de- deliveries and they were doing curbside. Uh, then they, once they were allowed to open, they were, they, which, which since they've been allowed to open, they've been doing the limited um, number of, 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 um, customers in the store and you know to practice the social distancing they literally mask required they have um hand sanitizer at the door and so they're like anybody that comes in they're like hey hit hit the hand sanitizer you know as you walk in the door so that way at the very least you know if you want to touch things or whatever you can go ahead and do that and we know that at least your hands have been sanitized at the very least coming in and uh you know so they they've been taking actually a lot of precautions you know, every all the employees wear masks or whatnot. They're you know they have gloves and stuff on, and so that's cool. Like it's, it feels as safe as you probably can be in that kind of environment. So you know, also too, because they know their customer base, I feel like they could even like track. Oh yeah. <laughs> if they yeah. really wanted to, like if somebody gets sick, they'd be like, man, who was in the store? Well, they ha- a lot of times, all they have to do is I, I would say for at least a good 70 percent. They just look at what pull lists have been pulled into, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but I mean, they know their customers like literally, like even if they don't know, like say, you know, all of them like super personally, like obviously, like they know me and whatnot. But I'm saying like, they're people. They know like people's names and like you know they they know when or recognize when people don't show up. Yeah, and like literally could be on the point where they like, you know, I haven't seen such and such for like two weeks you know i wonder if they're all right and can literally like reach out and call them because you know they're probably a pull list customer and they have their number and be like hey if that person's like hey i'm sick then they can like let people know like hey were you in the store with such and such because <laughs> you might need to self-quarantine you know it's like i feel like they have they have a, a plan that you know <laughs> if that kind of stuff happens so you know but anyway, yeah, I, I just I, I won't I won't lie. Like you all know, like 
DC Comics isn't my go-to when it comes to like characters or whatnot, but they're still a, a pillar in the comic community. I'm worried for them. I don't know. I don't know what what they're doing and how they're trying to like move forward through the rest of 2020, and that bothers me because I feel like they should have a plan too. And it, right now, it doesn't feel like they do. It feels like they're winging it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to kind of reiterate what you said, like anything we've said about DC in a negative light is only because we expect so much <laughs> better yeah. from them. And, you know, maybe we're spoiled because we grew up at a time where comics were good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing, though. It's like, I, I mean... I don't even want to say that because yeah, but if you you, you if, mentioned you mentioned New Fifty Two yeah, New Fifty Two which wasn't that long ago, right? When how long ago was New Fifty Two? Ten years ago. Damn. Yeah, was it ten already? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay, <laughs> New Fifty Two, which doesn't feel like that long ago, literally reinvigorated their entire line of characters. Mm-hmm. It it made people that were not interesting interesting enough for all of us to start following at least one or two books we didn't normally buy right and it's like that that's not like it, it that kind of creativity like in regards to like new 52 isn't that hard to come by like somebody they can do that again if they really want to they just have to make the choice and i it, it feels as though which it felt like that was what they were trying or going to try to do with um, 5G that ended up getting canceled because, you know, that I guess that was the deal's brainchild and they, like, threw out 5G with him either because people were like, I don't like the idea of it or I don't know why, but they threw it out and it felt like that was going to be, like, maybe the next attempt at, like, trying to get that kind of energy into DC Comics and... They just were like, no, we're not going to do that. So it's like, we're going to sell these Batman books, which is fine. Sell Batman books, but don't sell only Batman books. Like, don't, you know, don't like, it's like, it's almost like they're giving up on everybody that's not Batman and like double down on, okay, well, anyone that's Batman adjacent, we can sell books on. So let's get more Harley Quinn. Let's get more Joker. Let's get more. And it's just like, okay, that's cool. But it's like, dude, like you're telling me you can't figure out a way to make Superman interesting. Superman? Like, well, you know what I'm saying? Bendis well, can't seem to figure out a way to do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, but but well, that's fine, but listen, if Bendis can't figure it out, like Superman has more than one comic, somebody else could write the other one. The thing is, <laughs> uh, the th- by the time uh, I don't know if Didio was around when Bendis was there, but they they let Bendis do his own thing, which is mm-hmm. it's good and bad you know like you gotta right you gotta give him a good editor like if you look yeah. at avengers when he like when he was on ultimate he was by himself he's the new guy yeah he's, mm-hmm. but when they moved him over to avengers it's like oh well, mm-hmm. well like he's gonna need an editor here you know yeah so yeah. It, 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 well, it's one of those things um that i think dc would have benefited from i mean realistically when marvel did their restructuring <laughs> DC should have been doing some restructuring and picked up some of the people they got rid of, you know, like Axel yeah. Alonso. I mean, Axel Alonso had been in DC before. Like he, mm-hmm. he's the reason Preacher turned out as good as it is, you know, mm-hmm. aside from Garth Ennis and Steve right. Dillon. But he was also the editor on that. Like he, he kind of spaced, you know, yeah. what an editor does in comics, essentially when you have a, a long form story like Preacher, it's like, okay, so how many issues 
They're like, well, I'm thinking of 100. And then they look at everything like, wow, I'll just squeeze it down to like 83. Like that, that mm-hmm. I believe that Axel Alonso is probably why Preacher ended at a weirdly numbered issue. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, he's like, you don't have enough story for that. Yeah. So, like you can, yeah. you can give just good, good all around. And right. I think in Preacher, there might be just one not so good, uh, Listen, yeah. issues. <laughs> I will. I will take eighty-four issues of a, a great comic over one hundred issues of a decent one any day of the week. Yeah. Shoot, I'll take I'll take fifty issues of a great comic over a hundred of a decent one, or even a good one. I don't. I don't want. Why do I need a hundred issues of a good comic if it could have been fifty issues of a great one? Yeah. And to to your comment about uh, DC. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Fucking COVID. <laughs> to to, to uh, DC, like, being able to maybe reinvigorate their character base, you know? I mean, that's what I was talking about before. I don't know. Oh, trying, trying to yeah, spark the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what was the, the, the issue, like, they, you know, they're like, oh, let's do a bunch of Batman. Batman benefited from having a really kick-ass creative team at the right out the gate of New 52. Yeah. And, oh, absolutely! And you could with those two dudes, you could bank on everything on, mm-hmm. on Batman. You know, mm-hmm. like so. And, and if right. you notice, like all the other stuff that kind of like Swamp Thing, Animal Man, mm-hmm. you know, everything was Snyder adjacent because that was their that was their go to horse, though. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like you know, that's how he looks all the time. <laughs> yeah. <Batman>. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Snyder look. And that's the thing too, is like and as good of a writer as Snyder is, and as amazing as his run on Batman was, even he kind of sputtered out at yeah, the end. Absolutely. Which is, you know, it's like, hey, it, it just kind of goes to show where it's like, you know, you need a plan mm-hmm. for what you're doing. And you know, it's like good stories have a beginning, middle, and end. And that was the thing where it's like you can tell when Snyder what got to the end of the stories he had planned out. And when he started doing some stuff where it was like, hmm, so maybe I could do this. And I was like, ah, oh, like that's not as good as the stuff that came before it. And like this felt like, you know, this is this is when they mess around and you put out the you put out the album, your first album that you spent your whole life writing, and then they're like, That was fantastic. Yeah. Put out a ne- the same thing, but next year. And it's like, well <laughs> it's like I what? spent my whole life writing that first album. So you want me to take the experiences from the the release of that album on, and a year later and write something like that? Like I don't, you know, like that's not going to happen. Welcome to heavy metal in the late nineties. There so you go. The what I'm hearing, like, that's heavy metal, is that's hip hop, think... that's all that. R and B. Go ahead, Oz. Well, what I'm hearing is that you guys are suggesting that uh, Snyder is the reason DC sucks. Oh no, no! Snyder's one guy. Because it, 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 yeah, but Snyder was so good, and he like put the company on yeah. his back and carried it around for a year, and then uh, guys like Didier were like, "Well, shit, he you know his idea was a little out there, it was a little weird, but it fucking worked, and it and it's making us money. Let's put Morrison on Green Lantern. He's got some ideas. Let's let's see what Bendis does with Superman and." You know, they're they're not Snyder. No, well, no. That, see, I don't think. Yeah. Look, listen, 
Covenant wrote friggin' Aquaman. And it was amazing, right? Or was it both of them? Was it Abnett and Landon? Nah, or that, was it they, just they had, Abnett? They had broken up. Okay, right, right. So it was just it was just Abnett, right? Yeah. yeah I think but, it looked But it you know, he didn't write it right off the bat of New Fifty Two though. Oh no, that was whatchamacallit. That was Jeff that Johns. Was... That was Jeff Johns. No, right. So what Jeff I can Johns. tell you, Oz, is not saying like what you said about Snyder. That's not what I was saying, at least. Larry, maybe. I don't know. No, I was saying What I can that tell you, all. what I can't tell you is this. You look at New 52 and all the talent that they had on good books or books that they wanted to bring to the forefront and then ancillary books that to fill in the 252, uh, you could see a disparity in not talent but more of popularity of, of like if you look at this name oh there's my curvy hand uh, <laughs> if you if you look at this name on the book it's not going to call your name but the art will you know what i mean uh there's a lot of that in your black hawks and your yeah. all-star westerns like yeah um but you look at the shit that came out probably i want to say maybe a year and a half into new 52 you look at before watchmen and that whole roster, if they would have put that whole roster across our yeah. new fifty two stuff, new fifty two stuff would have been a lot more successful. But I and like what what I'm saying is New Fifty Two showed a commitment that DC was making to their entire roster of superheroes. And that's not to say that we're gonna put all star talent on every book. That's to say we wanna make we want to give every book the potential to find an audience and be something that's of a particular quality. Like they set a bar and they're like, we're not even gonna we're not even gonna put out any books that are below this bar and we don't care who the character is. It's like, yeah, maybe maybe people don't know the people, they don't know the Blackhawks. It doesn't matter if they know the Blackhawks or not. This is the quality line. Blackhawks has to be above that. And what whether that means superstar or an amazing talent for the art or that means an amazing talent for the writing or both we need to make sure that it feels like a book that's of a particular quality and that was the wave that dc was riding for like two years in trying to make that happen they canceled some books they put some new books in and that's fine like if stuff's not working it's not working nobody's saying that you have to like make a commitment what what do you think the the commitment was on the first run of books on the new 52 like it, it was less than a year right yeah i think so i think some yeah. books got like six issues some books got eight and i like think they, that was a story that we were doing i think back in that time where we were like oh, okay well because that was the thing we we're like the new 52 the is new now 36. the new 48 you remember yeah, that yeah. you know like yeah. yeah that was like that was the running joke yeah and yeah, again it's like no, we're not gonna mess around and say you should not have canceled a book if it didn't find an audience or it wasn't of a particular quality but I, what, I, what I am, what what I'm saying is, in the last like two or three years, it feels as if though it feels as though DC, maybe maybe even longer, it feels like they have been on the Batman tip and Batman adjacent, like Batman family tip, for like a little while now. And if you're not a part of that, then they're kind of like, well, hey, you know, do your thing. The the I feel like Green Lantern was the first, like the the what they did recently with Morrison and all that kind of stuff is probably the first like outside of bat family thing they did in a while that made it feel like, okay, we're trying to see if we can get some buzz over here now. Now I, I didn't particularly like the direction, but I could see that, you know, they were trying 
because it was what it's Morrison and Sharp, right? Was it Sharp? Yeah, Liam Sharp. Yeah, yeah. that's that's an all star team. I'm sure on any other book, I probably would be really happy that those two guys are on it. It just so happened that I liked what was happening in Green Lantern, and what they're doing felt like such a departure that it lost me. So it's like, okay, well, it was so amazing. You know. Listen, I I know you like it. I'm not mad at it, and you know I got a lot of respect for both of those guys. So, you know, doesn't sound yeah. like it. <laughs> Listen, I don't have to like everything they do. Yes, you do. Especially yes, you do. It's comics. <laughs> but I'm like, man, it's 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 sad to see the state that DC's in right now, and like it be. I would feel different about it if it if it seemed like okay, but there's some hope on the horizon because you know me, yeah. I'm I'm all for. A great like I, I'm rooting for folks like I'm yeah. the dude that's like oh okay well they're bringing this person and that person let's see what they do. Right now I'm just like this fo- this joint feel like a rudderless boat. I'm like it feel like they hit the iceberg, and there's no there's no uh, uh, life vest there's no lifeboats, and you know cats are fighting for pieces of of friggin' planks to float on. <laughs> and it's just like and somebody's like hey like. What do we do? And they're like, who they're like, we don't even know who we're supposed to ask. They're like, who's the captain? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, that's messed up. Who's the captain? That's the wrong time to be at like that. It'd be one thing to be like, Captain, what do we do? These fools are like, who's the captain? <laughs> Jim Lee's like, not I'm me. I'm the captain now. I'm, I'm the captain. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, you you know I'm there's a problem when I got I got to hold my nose when I every time I purchase a Green Lantern book. Yeah, no, I, listen, I, I'm I'm just happy you mentioned Far Sector enough times for me to remember. Because um. <laughs> I was like, oh wow, this is actually a Green Lantern title, it, which it, which is a weird. Oh, by the way, I didn't realize it was a Green Lantern title when I first got when I got the first issue. Uh-huh. I don't know, I don't know anything about it, but it's not even. It's one of their uh, ancillary imprints. It's like young, young animal young or something. Animal. Like that. I forget what it is. Yeah, called. yeah, yeah. That's so that's, that's, that's weird. I mean, I'm sorry. That's uh, Bendis's little playground over there, right? No, that's Gerard Way's playground. It is. Yeah. Wait, which imprint? Young Animal. Oh. I thought all the Young Animal stuff was what. Was what Bendis was getting to mess with. Fake ass comic. Fans. Bendis is messing with the Wonder Comics. Yeah. What is what is Wonder Comics? That's Bendis's DC that's stuff. Bendis's, um, that's the really young ones, right? They're not that young, but like Young Justice, Wonder Twins, uh, Naomi. Yeah, that's not Young Animal. That's Wonder Comics. Yeah. Did they change comics. it? No. Okay. Well, listen. I'm I'm confused then. Young Animal is what Doom Patrol is on. Right. And that's Gerard Way. Oh, is he writing Doom Patrol right now? Listen, I can see you. I was so much louder when you couldn't see me. <laughs> you could hear the disdain like... <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. I'm sorry, um, Moses. I don't mean to disappoint you so much. Only a little. I mean, he's been writing it for like three years. Like, is it good? I mean, it's great. Like, the art's amazing. I haven't read it, but... 
<laughs> but the art looks good and I don't know tell you. I, that's kind of where i'm mad where well i'm not mad but yeah i am but that like i haven't continued watching doom patrol because they kind of hinted earlier on mm-hmm. on some kind of upgrade in his body and i'm like man if they make him look like the young animal series like that would look awesome. It's it looks the same, but it's just more streamlined, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like how they do those new Iron, newer Iron Man. Like yeah. for him, like I would love that. But uh, that's why I stopped that's watching because if they didn't go with that, I'd be mad. You should you, you should have keep watching. Go ahead, Joe. What you haven't seen the finale yet? Mm-mm. Nobody you told were? me to. I I haven't seen the finale either, but I think. I think that's the last episode I need to watch. I'm like six episodes okay. behind, but you you should keep watching, though. I mean, I'm down, but nobody tells me to, to watch. Should you? Why? Why shouldn't he? You don't like him, Jay? I, I I really do. Like I like them a lot. <laughs> so what's the problem? The finale. Oh, the finale wasn't good. It was so underwhelming. Especially compared to like the first, like the season one finale was all right, amazing. All right, you know what? This isn't a Doom Patrol episode. Let's save that for next week. I'll get in on this. I don't want to have any like, like, <laughs> I, you know, it's a show that I had very low expectations, and they they yeah, took my low they took my low expectations and like, well, I'm not. I don't want to say anything that would get us demonetized or mm. our ten year old <laughs> listeners. <laughs> like impressionable minds, you know, but it did naughty doodoo things to my expectations, and uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to hear about season two till we're ready to talk to. If okay, respect- well, you should start. Make sure you watch it so we can all talk about it from a place of of knowing, Moses. Yes. Uh, all right. Maybe Oz, next- are you caught up? No. I haven't seen any of season two. Yeah. Oh, dude, you should watch it too. He's watching man. Super, He's watching Star Girl. Oh, they had their finale. That was amazing. Watching Star like, Girl. Like, like you could you could tell. Like I don't know what kind of headset he got for his phone now, but you could tell the sarcasm, like the subtle sarcasm. Like, yeah, I gotta <laughs> I gotta say I I love it. I gotta commit. Like you no, hear but... you could hear his thought process as he says that. Look, I, it. It's a better show than I initially thought it was going to be, but I still haven't. I haven't like I haven't seen the last however many episodes. Like I, I still haven't seen Doctor Midnight. So, you know that might change my perspective. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait till wait till Shiny Knight shows up. No, oh, Jesus. Okay, okay. Listen, you're look. I'm gonna pull a Moses. This isn't the Star Girl show. We're gonna get to Star Girl. <laughs> like, so really quick, gents. Any final thoughts, uh, Oz, on the situation at DC? What I've been hearing people say is they think that AT&T is just going to stop doing the whole book thing and just license out its characters. That's not going to happen. It's not going anywhere. They might they might reduce their books, and we've said this before. They, they'll reduce how many books come out. You know, it'll be the new 12, but they'll still have books. <laughs> Listen, you know what would be really and what we should do for next week is we should come up with our own each of us our own personal roster of what book d 
DC, DC should put out if they did like a drastic uh, um, like purging of all their titles. If it's like, okay, they're only going to put out like say, like I just said it, 12 titles. What should those 12 titles be? If we each come up with our own list, that would be really interesting to have that discussion between the four of us. Because I know we all, each one of our lists is probably going to be radically different in regards to like, well, maybe not radically different, but it will be different enough where we're like, why would you do that? <laughs> you know, so. I already have my first book. Me okay, too. well, hold, hold on to it for next week, Jay. Hold on to it for next uh, week. But, but, I got to hold but, on but, to it too? Huh? I got to hold on to it too? Yeah, man. Let's, you didn't hear me start off by saying what we should do for next week? <laughs> next week. Hold on to it. But Moses. I already produced the next show. <laughs> well, then so, two weeks when I can be on camera again. Oh, nah, listen, nah, he, next this, week. Next week. <laughs> see, see, this fool. Look, you thought Nas was gonna negotiate the right way for you. He would negotiate the opposite direction. <laughs> Jay, what's your any final thoughts on the state of DC Comics? Well, I will say Tiger Claw chat has a final thought. Okay. Uh, he says based. Uh, he says worst case scenario. You, DC goes bankrupt and Disney buys all its assets. That that's not a worst case scenario. Like that's like that's that's not what well, what I'll say is this is I feel like I, I don't know. I I feel like that'd be a complete disaster. Because they're going to try to cram all that stuff together and that's not a good thing for anybody, right? Like can we agree on that or am I wrong in Wait, feeling that way? Say it again. I, I lost you on my end. They're gonna cram. They're gonna try to cram all that stuff together. Like if 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 in some messed up way Disney was able to buy DC's assets, they're gonna try to put the DC universe either inside the Marvel universe or try to merge those two universes into one somehow. Not necessarily. I mean, that's you don't not, think so? I mean, I would. I'm surprised you say that. Like, cause you you've you've totally like been like i've been worried about it <clears throat> you know especially with aliens and predator you know not being a dark horse anymore and going to marvel and you're like no that's not gonna happen but we saw it happen with conan you know what i mean so yeah i think conan i think conan's different but i feel where you're coming from i i feel i feel like and again this might be me giving people too much credit because i feel like you know yeah maybe you buy conan and you make conan comics and then you also decide to put a version oh. of Conan in the Marvel universe. And while it's not what I would do, I can see that working, especially in a place where you have already have a Hercules or you have a um, Thor, yeah. a Black Knight. It's like you have characters like Co Conan fits perfectly, or not perfectly, but he fits fine in like say Otherworld or even Weird World. Like there are places you can put Conan inside the Marvel universe. He, like he, he can go hang out with, with Kazar. You know what I'm thing. saying? And it's, huh? And man thing. Right. And it, it doesn't feel as out of place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, I think if you're talking about aliens and predator, I feel like that's a whole different thing. Like you're compromising a franchise in a way, whether it be the Marvel side of things or the aliens and predator side of things that is just, it, it doesn't work as well. And you might be able to do like, say, you know, a one shot kind of thing, like how Batman and, you know, all those people did or whatever. It's like, okay. If you want to do that, that's fine, as long as it's not, like, a, a fold-in. But what I what I feel is Disney is not going to look at the Marvel Universe and be like, oh, well, it doesn't make sense for Superman to exist in that world. 
they're going to be like, oh, no, that's going to make us a lot of money. What I want to say is uh-huh. when WWF bought WCW, overall viewership went down a little mm. bit. Like, they kind of needed to compete off of each other to thrive. And once that was gone, uh, they lost some viewership. Mm-hmm. And so I'm worried that Disney buying DC would might have that effect. It It could. But see, you would think that it would be Disney buying it, but I don't think it'd be Disney buying it. Mm, you think somebody else would buy it? I think China, North Korea, Russia. <laughs> I think they'd buy it. I the mean, Russian you're China. I'm still hearing Superman Disney. Superman now. Yeah. Red Sun becomes canon. It becomes yeah. the main. <laughs> Red, so like, Red it, Sun. If Disney Red buys Sun it, Superman's ten years later, real continuity. If Disney buys it. Ten years later, you won't have Marvel characters. You won't have DC characters. It's the, it'll be the amalgam universe. Um, uh, R. W. McGrath in, on Twitch says, "I don't think Warner Brothers wants to get rid of the DC Comics IP," and uh, I kind of agree with him. But it, it's more of on the. Uh, I think AT and T can see where that IP is going, and maybe they're going to restructure it in the way that's going to fit their other media. And you know we're gonna get this goes back to my <laughs> my roster for two weeks from now when Oz can be on camera. Um, <laughs> you know you're gonna have you know more of their stuff that's successful on television have the forefront in the comics. That would be interesting. Yeah, I you know I, we'll we'll see how it turns out, but. Okay, we we should start talking about. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Mo. You have any final thoughts on oh, DC I, Comics? I was kind of saying the same thing that. Uh, well, now it's AKA Hey Jude R W McGrath AKA Hey Jude. I, I was kind of that was my thought, and then he said it too, so I figured I'd incorporate him. But yeah, it, I I definitely don't think I think if you if anybody at AT and T. Uh, owning Warner Media would for get rid of DC's IPs would have to be a fucking idiot, and I yeah, and it's it, it, there's so much potential there, but you should hire somebody that maybe can do a weekly talk show about comics and knows comics to kind of tell you where you're <laughs> right and wrong, you know, <laughs> that also managed his own business for a long time and has been the CEO of his own life <laughs> to a certain degree to kind of Hilarious. steer you in the right direction. And that could be any of us. <laughs> yeah. Here on the It could not be me. I would run DC comics yeah. into the ground. I, I don't know. Yeah, what to do I, I would, I, I, it would, I would come in and that that DC bloodbath would be it'd be so bad when if I got there. Like I, if you're like could you run Marvel Comics? I could run Marvel Comics. I yeah. don't want to, but I could do it. Like I feel I, like I feel like I could I would have my own vision of it and I feel like I could do it and do it successfully at least to a degree. Yeah. DC, I don't I don't I have like I don't know like that's not a job I should have. <laughs> ideas, huh? DC, like that would be easy. Not for me. For I me, feel like I, I'd mess those characters up. Well, you <laughs> see, here's the thing: you're looking at yourself from the creative standpoint. I'm talking about from business. 
Mm. And that that's that's the problem. That's part of the problem thing. You think it's a creative medium, so you're like, oh, no, no, no. As a bit, I'd come, I'd put the right people in the right positions, like a chessboard, mm. and have them do my bidding. Which is my only bidding would be make these comics sell, not even good, sell. <laughs> so there's a line. There, not you know, even there's good. So, but there's look, there, there's I feel like a, DC's made done that strategy already. No, <laughs> but that's the thing. It's they're all their sale like edict has been done by creative people, and they're thinking mm-hmm. in short term. I'm thinking for ten years, fifteen years, twenty years. That's interesting. You know what I mean? I feel like I mean, wasn't wasn't the last editor was Bob Harris, right? Right. And I mean, Bob Harris obviously is like he's a veteran. He made he yeah. he's one of the guys that made Marvel what it was. Like you know, in in like what a lot of people think of it, it, in the it's like last kind of golden age yeah. or whatever. But see, like he was running when the they show. promoted Jim Lee, they 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 should have overlooked Jim Lee and gone to Bob Harris. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's that's yeah. that's the chess piece. That's the chess move that they didn't do. And that I just. Okay. And then now, it, you know, they, yeah, that's the thing. It's, it, you know, they did, uh, once their new media stuff started coming out, it, they went with Jeff Johns and Dan Didio. And that, that's, that's okay. They shouldn't have ignored Bob Harris. Yeah. I think or Bob Harris, mean. if they would have done a, a three, a trio, they probably would have had a little better quality, but they would have a better quality, maybe not in the TV thing, but they would have better quality all around. Mm-hmm. You know, and, McGrath says bring back Vertigo. Well, that's what Black Label is. Only censored. <laughs> less less bat penis. Yeah. It's interesting because I, I just kind of feel like DC is like I feel like to work or not to work, but to run DC, you have to understand their characters to a de- well, not even to a degree. You need to understand their characters. Yeah. I mean their characters are 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 different. Yeah. And not not only different from comics in general but different from one another and i feel like that's the part that that like why i was like i would run dc into the ground because i don't even i don't feel like i got a good understanding of those characters where Uh, okay okay i'll do it i'll take charge (laughs) no i mean honestly i i I do feel like you have a good understanding of those characters oz and I, i think that you could do it but it's one of those things where i'm just like you know, and and that's the thing where it's not even about like necessarily being in love with the characters because no, you don't no. have to like uh, like hey, the character hey, again, to understand how again, the character like, works. We're thinking creative. I'm talking business. You gotta get somebody right. that hates these characters, <laughs> <laughs> or or at least hates how they've been uh, butchered, handled, handled. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. across, like especially if you're talking about DC, you know, you're talking about comics, but you're talking about cross media, like. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to jump into our review, our next segment real quick, but that Deathstroke cartoon, it's like, where the fuck, why the fuck are you wasting your fucking good load here on CWC? You know? (laughs) Hey, hey, I hear you. And we should definitely get into that. We should definitely get into that. Yeah. And it, it is, it is interesting because I do, I, I will say that, yeah, I think you have to understand the character's, and and that's what the thing is like. I think the person at the top has to understand the characters, and I think that that's what's been missing. Like Jim Lee is is talented, but I don't know that Jim Lee necessarily understands DC characters. I think Jim Lee draws what 
the people that understood the characters told him to draw, and he's good at that. And that's a different skill set, and that's okay. Like, and I'm not saying he needs to pick up the other one. Well, I guess I am if he wants to be in charge or wanted to be in charge. And it doesn't seem like he ever kind of like was like, you know, he didn't, he never rose to the occasion, which is sad just because he is a good guy and he loves comics. You know, yeah. I mean, he's he, not he, he's dead. Like, R.I.P. Jim Lee. No. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> no. No, but I mean, he's he's a dude that literally kind of like, I don't want to say failed upward. That's not, but no. but he responsibility his, he was thrust right. upon him. He played his cards right. I mean, he's a company guy. That was yeah. like his whole thing, right? Like he was a company guy even when he made Image. Like yeah. he was like that's why he was the first one that went back, right? Everybody yeah. else was like, "Dude, we're doing like we're we're, we're doing the revolution here." And he's like, "Well, you all look, I helped you all revolt enough. I'm going to go back over here to DC." And <laughs> Turn He's like he's like it's too much responsibility for me. <laughs> Okay, so let's do these reviews. All right, let me play this music. We can go into the segment. Theater. <laughs> oh, now I can edit right. it out exactly in the right way you say theater. <laughs> oh, schmack. Okay. Uh, Deathstroke. Uh, knights and demons. Uh, M- Moses, Dragon. why don't you? Oh, I'm sorry. Knight, knights and I'm sorry. Look, I I messed around and, and I'm going into Hasman Hotel. I know. <laughs> like, there it is. All right, Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons, uh, episode one, available for free on CW Seed. Um, so Moses, why don't you tell us about? Like what what Deathstroke Knights and Dragons is, so it, it's a a, a a Deathstroke adventure tied into a somewhat of an origin story tied into a character study of <laughs> Deathstroke and mm-hmm. uh, kind of I, I don't know what their uh, goal was with this I, I assume it was to make something good and they managed to do it I, I feel like. Um, it's it's about what forty minutes long. It's like a TV movie. Um, forty minutes, something like that, right? What what is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, or maybe it was like thirty-seven. Yeah, I mean, you know, roughly. I mean, I guess forty minutes. If no, it might, it might be like thirty-seven and a half with the credits. Yeah, and commercials. That's interesting. Why? What would you see it as? Uh, about an hour and a half. Really? Oh, you guys got you half a movie. Lot. Do you have lots of? Cuts? Joe got the whole. Joe got the Snyder cut. I got. I got the movie. Wow! It's a. It was episode one. I thought. Um. Well, the, here's the thing. Guys. I didn't know there was an episode one. I, I just got the movie. All right. Here's which was like an hour and a half. So I know CWC does a thing where they do shorts like five minute shorts and then eventually they become a movie and they become about a 40 minute movie. So when I saw that this was on that, I figured that was that, uh, D E A S T R O K E. And Oh, and 
N night. I, I don't know if I did it right. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I, yeah, ours, uh, Joe, I mean, Larry Years was what, 30-something minutes? Eight, yeah, yeah, like yeah. it was like, like 40 minutes. Yeah, like Right here online says 87 minutes. So What? On what the did Blu-ray? we see? Did we only see the first third of the movie? It, it sounds like it. Um, But, look, look, Larry. Larry. How good was that 37 minutes we saw? <laughs> it, was, it was fantastic. Amazing. I liked it a lot. Like it's better than most comics. Like, oh yeah, especially Deathstroke comics. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, I, I can only, I can only fantasize of what Joe got to see. So 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 Jay, let me ask you this because I don't want to spoil stuff. But in what you saw, is there a moment where Deathstroke? is coming out of hive and there's like a twist in regards to you know what he thought was happening and what is actually happening um like i'm not sure what you mean i'm trying to figure i'm just trying to figure out if we saw the same thing how about this how did what you saw start <laughs> Let's do that. How did so, what, what, what was the beginning of what you saw? When Deathstroke what... is in another country, and he's on the phone with his wife, and uh, you know they're uh, how she doesn't like when he's away because she okay. keeps thinking about the time like he cheated on her. Yeah, and yeah. then the son comes in and like, oh. Daddy, read me a story. Yeah, yeah, well, listen here. Okay, so we saw the same thing. First of all, let's let's start there real quick. The son doesn't come in. The son, she like the conversation starts with her on the phone, sitting next to the son on the bed. Right, and she and she's having that conversation with the kid right there, where she, the kid can hear what she's saying. And I'm like, this is messy. It's <laughs> like this is the conversation you have with the baby in the room right here next to you. Like I know the baby can only hear your side of the conversation. But your side of the conversation is enough. Like, <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Like, that, you know, and I know that she's a, a hard age where he doesn't pay that much attention. I, I think know, she's man. vague enough where, I mean, all she says is, I just, I remember that time. And then the story flashes back, but she doesn't actually say anything. The baby can see the flashback. On her end. Right. Okay, and you know, but yeah, and oh, I think I think she says a little more than that, but maybe she is vague enough. I have to go back and watch it and see. But man, I'm sitting here like, wait a minute. So, uh, like, why is it that that conversation is being had there? But okay, so so we saw the, we saw the the same thing, and I don't want to say what happens exactly or whatever, but it sounds like. You know, there's a point. There's a point where um, a character, like a character's like allegiances, true allegiances, are revealed. Maybe you do you know, you know what I'm talking about here in that? True like, allegiance no, revealed. Yeah. 
Um, no, that's too vague. That's okay. That's good. That's better that way because I'm trying not to spoil anything. But I'm sure, uh, like, I feel like wh- when that kind of happens is probably what Mo and I saw up to. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you must have seen beyond that, and we didn't. <laughs> because I know I went on CWC to watch it, and it was literally it said episode one. So I was thinking, like, oh, I guess they're releasing this, like, weekly. Well, the thing about CWC is that they'll do, like, all those shorts and accumulate them into one movie and call it episode one. So, like, the, the, what is it? The, what's that guy? The Ray. It says yeah. The Ray episode one, but it's a whole movie. It's it's everything. Yeah, okay. It's all the shorts put together or the, what's the other chick's name? The, the girl with oh, the animal uh, powers. Vixen. Yeah, yeah, Vixen. Vixen. Like Vixen, it said episode one, but it was the whole thing. Like when they released the mm-hmm. shorts, it's episode mm-hmm. one, two, three. But once they all come out, they just put them together, edit them together Got into it. a movie, and just give you the commercial breaks in between each episode break. Yeah, yeah. So we did we just watch the wrong? The, like, did we just click the wrong thing? Should we have like scrolled one over and seen? Well, there was nothing over. Like I scrolled because oh. I wanted. I'm like, man, episode one. Let's 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 see more. And there wasn't more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. Well, Mo, listen. I don't know. I'm trying to. He's talking about Jericho. Oh. <laughs> That's yeah, he, true. He like so astonished. He like I didn't even see that. Like he froze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's basically around there is where we ended. Like not long after that. Oh. Okay. And you, there was more that you saw beyond that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Which you saw, apparently you saw like a whole hour beyond that, huh? Yeah, pretty much. I guess I'm buying the Blu-ray. With, <laughs> with, with, but that's because you, you bought it. You didn't do CWC. No, I, I, I just bought it on Amazon. Oh, that's interesting. Huh. <laughs> very interesting <laughs> well look I, w- one thing i can say is they edited the shit properly because the commercial breaks oh, yeah. felt fine it was oh, a lot of them fantastic. it was a, it was a, i mean it was a good six breaks i want to say mm-hmm. and uh they, it was done fine it didn't take away mm-hmm. from the experience and mm-hmm. you know not it was like, done short it, yeah it was six breaks, but they were all like thirty seconds, and then get right back into right. it. Right, like I actually went to grab something. I'm like, oh, I gotta get back. Yeah, right. And right. then, uh, uh, and then when it ended, it's like, man, when are they gonna do the sequel to this? Which I guess is on the Blu-ray. <laughs> and yeah. and Jay's like, they have already. Yeah. It's like, where were you? Well, Jay didn't but even know. Was... <laughs> he didn't and know I, what I was I... missing. <laughs> and that's the funny part too was, the way it ended felt like the end of the episode. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, I'm like, well, and I feel like, man, this is like just a great testament to the writing. Yeah. Because I don't know that they wrote it exactly for those particular breaks in in what we saw in the episodes, but whoever did like, you know, was like, okay, well, hey, I mean, they basically put them in the mid, like at the ends of scenes. And then the next scene starts after the break. And then you know, at the end of what's the first act uh, for the, the movie is where they cut it for the episode. And it was like a perfect cliff ha- cliffhanger. It makes you want to watch the next episode, but it's also the end of that act if you're watching the movie. And it's like, that's good stuff, man. I'm like, I'm, 
it, the fact that Jay watched the whole movie and we watched what we thought was an episode one and we couldn't tell the difference makes me feel like somebody very talented wrote this joint. Oh, which it, it was uh, it was Dematis, right? Yeah, exactly. I was just gonna or say Dematis. No, uh, how do you say his name? I call it Dematis. The maid. I don't know how to say your name, good sir, yeah. but you're very talented. Dematis. That sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this dude, like he, he's um. I would want to call him one of my favorite writers, but I mean, I, I can. I don't read everything he does, but I know like some yeah. of his spider, like the, he, the the Spider Man, Doctor Strange OGN. I believe he wrote mm-hmm. uh, Spider Man Soul of the Hunter. He wrote the Spectre books when Hal Jordan was a Spectre. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wrote some. I I, I think some good fucking. Uh, Silver Surfer shit. Uh, he's written so many things, but not only that, but he's written so many good cartoons. Right, listen. That I like. So when I saw when I saw his name, and I was like, I, I immediately was like, my my first thought was like, oh, he wrote this. That dude doesn't get enough credit. Like that was literally my first thought. Yeah. Like you know, because he's not the kind of like writer that when people talk about the greats in comics, yeah. that his name his name doesn't come up. In the same way other people's does, like mm-hmm. it, it might, because you know, but it definitely is not one of those names where people like, where, you know, you're like, okay, there's this segment of the population that always puts out this group of people, and this segment of the comic populace that puts out like that group, and then this segment that always puts this group. It's like he's not in any of those categories, but every now and then you get somebody that might just toss the name in there or whatever, and I'm just like, yeah, man, that guy don't, doesn't get enough credit because he he writes good stories. And I'm just like, man, I was like, dude, like I couldn't like I was like, wow, I didn't realize that that was that he wrote the script. Yeah. So he's so good. I think he wrote the Doom Patrol episodes for Batman the Brave and the Bold. See? You like that episode, right? Yeah. No, it's a good episode. It's fucking great episode. Yeah, yeah. Look, that's what I'm saying. Like Batman Batman Brave and the Bold is a, a show that used Batman as a vehicle to highlight other characters in the DC mm-hmm. universe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a smart way to do, you know, it's like, imagine, like, why, like, I'm not saying, well, uh, never mind. That's a conversation for another day. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Look, it's, uh, it's a conversation for next week. <laughs> now, if you do tend to watch this on CWC, I don't know if they compress it for the streaming, get the Blu-ray, because the the... The animation feels kind of like old Flash animation, but it's done well. The characters' designs are good. <laughs> the animations are good, but they're still a little chunky. And I'm okay with that. Like, the story's mm-hmm. good enough to where, like, f- I'm like, why can't they mm-hmm. do this? Like, where mm-hmm. where was this Deathstroke in, Teen T- in uh, Titans? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I like that Deathstroke. Like mm-hmm. even the actor playing him, I could see doing both of these things. And it was Michael Easy. Chiklis doing Deathstroke. Is that who was doing the voice? Yeah. Yeah. Michael Chiklis? Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking amazing, right? Like Had the performance. No idea. Like I could feel the actor emoting as he's talking yeah. and getting shot and shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh it's like it made me That's feel crazy. like, man, that, that Rob Liefeld's a hack. <laughs> <laughs> What were you gonna say, Jay? He didn't hear you. Oh, Jay. No, sorry. What were you gonna say? Out on my 
my end at times. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. What did but, you say? Um, no, the weird thing is, like, when I first watched the trailer, the voice sounded, like, really wrong. But in the movie, it sounds fine. Mm-hmm. Was it a different voice, possibly? No, no it was Michael Chiklis. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know why in the trailer it just sounded wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, he was I, actually really good in the movie. I actually, I, I kind of felt like Joe did where it's like, am I going to just sit this for 10 minutes or keep watching it? You know? It's like, maybe I should read some comics and just talk about comics. You know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's always my backup whenever, like, we're told to watch something or, you know, and I'm not that into it. And at the beginning, when he's, like, talking to the wife and it's like, no, no, I, I'm not going to lie to you ever again. You know, like, you know, and it's like, yeah, it doesn't sound like Slade Wilson to me. Like, not the content, mm-hmm. just the voice, mm-hmm. the tonality, but he's Slade Wilson, the husband, while hiding as fucking Deathstroke in plain sight. Mm-hmm. So I, it's a sociopathic. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, that was mm-hmm. a good. It was almost like the Kevin Conroy, Bruce Wayne, and Batman from the animated series. Like, right. he could be in the costume, but then when he talks to the scientist that's doing research mm-hmm. for him about the bats when it's really man mm-hmm. bat, he's like, oh, hey, doctor, whatever. You know, right. like, and he goes into the Bruce Wayne what with the man. That's kind of how I right. felt about that. And, I'm like, and then it was Michael Chiklis. I'm like, God damn, this guy's so good. Yeah. Didn't, I had no clue. Like, if they. I was like, oh, good. I, I, I want him, I want, you know, comic book movies to use them more. Actually, Michael Chiklis would do like yeah. Taskmaster. You want Michael Chiklis to be Taskmaster? Yeah, I think it would oh, be oh, in, Taskmaster in, in an animated movie. Yeah, got it. Yeah, you're right. He could be Taskmaster. You I are think correct. he could do it in person. He'd have to work out. He oh, he's thin now. Michael Chiklis is thin now. Yeah, like he's not fat. He's not a fat guy. He's not like the guy from Breaking Bad and Dome. <laughs> Like I know how that's how you see him, but that's not how he is. Wait, when you say that's how I see him, you mean like In he, your was, head. he was never that, or he used to be that, but now he's different. No, no, you see him as that, but that's not how he is. Okay, like I mean, he, you're, you're he, right. Like even I, in when ordinary I think about Michael Chiklis's body type, I do yeah. think of like like similar to the dude in Breaking Bad. Yeah, but he's not like that. Like he's in between that and like a a Bruce Willis type. I mean, he still looks like how he looked in Fantastic Four. I think he looks thinner than that now. Okay. Like, he, he lifted sure. more weights, you know? Because, like, he would have to be smaller than that for me to be like, oh, he yeah. didn't have Well, the thing about Taskmaster is I think Taskmaster would have to be a taller, more well-rounded body type, whereas Chiklis is a little stockier, you know what I mean? But, yeah, you know, they could hobbitize him. <laughs> hobbitize him. <laughs> Reverse hobbit or Gal Gadot him. Yeah, wait, what do you mean Gal Gadot? What did like, they do to her? No, they they it's what they didn't do. I wanted them to I wanted her to tower over like Superman and Batman. Oh, you want her to be a tall Wonder Woman. Yeah. I get you. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, Oz, are you still there? No. Yes. Oz is not there. Yeah, oh there. yes. Oh. Okay. Oz, did you get to see this joint? No. Oh, Oz, what are you doing, man? How do you hate DC? Same reason what I Lee t- does. I watched Stargirl. What are you talking about? Oh, you son of a bitch. This guy. Why do you insist on watching the worst DC? <laughs> He's like, 
He's like, what's the lowest? What's the worst show I could be? Like, this is how this is how Oz shows his fandom. He's like, I'm a, I'm a self-flagellate via television when it comes to DC. He is <laughs> like super Catholic. He is. Yeah. See, you got to You got to get yourself out of this uh, this punishment mentality, Oz. You can watch good DC. You can read good DC. I'm sorry. Are you guys hearing that? What is it? Nope. Oh, okay, never mind then. <laughs> but now should, I need to know. Should, should we? <laughs> well, someone's like setting off fireworks. Uh, Jay's like, it says kill three people. <laughs> Don't do it, Jay. Don't listen to the voice. <laughs> Don't do it. It says demonetize. I did hear something that <laughs> I did hear so, something that kind of sounded like that, but yeah. Well, I have a guy, one of my neighbors has, has his bass on his car super loud. So if you guys can't hear that, I'm happy. No. No. Heck says, self what? Self-flagellate, Heck. Yeah. It's like, see, Heck's not Catholic enough. That's when you whip yourself for fun. Yeah. Well, it's not for but, fun. Yeah, be, that's... It's not supposed to be fun. Right. <laughs> Whipping yourself for fun is a different thing. I know. <laughs> There is one part of this movie that I wasn't really into, where there's a scene at the in the beginning before they fall apart. Like, I didn't like that. A scene in the beginning before they fall apart, meaning the family. No, when uh when Deathstroke is fighting and he slices those two guys up. Before they like you like cuts them and then they fall apart, like that felt a little out of place. Mm. Like, like a little did stylized like... for what is going on. Got you. Got you. Yeah. But other than that, I thought it was really good. Well, listen, Jay. Yeah, you're, you're, I'll probably, I'll probably go cut. watch it because uh, I don't know if you I don't know if you guys heard, but Star Girl already finished, so, <laughs> so I got to find no, something. No. Oh, you know what? I have Agents of Shield tonight. Yes. Yeah the the series finale tonight. I'm gonna watch yeah. it. I'm still behind on this season. I, I'm gonna watch it and review it next week. You gotta watch what, just the last episode. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna watch nothing else. Just the last episode. You are a son of a. Bitch. I might do you it for Instagram Live. I don't know. <laughs> You're gonna like live. Uh... Yeah, just be like, hey, here's my review of Agents of Shield. <laughs> you better not. I, I, I mean, you can kind of do that this season because it's like, like no, yeah, it, you could do it from the beginning of the season. Like, sure, that'd been different. You're, this you're, the last episode. You're talking to the man that does regurgitative reviews when he doesn't read shit. So I can do it. I can do a, a review of the finale, and it'll be it'll look. I might win a fucking Pulitzer. Did, <laughs> okay. Did, did you watch Agent Carter? I did. Yeah. Okay. There's a character on it from there. Sweet. <laughs> what were you saying, Jay? What are we all rating Deathstroke? Got it. Um, I liked it a lot. Uh, just seeing quote-unquote episode one, 
<laughs> look, I guess I look, you know, I guess I should say quote unquote for the audio audience too. Yeah, for episode one, uh I liked it a lot. I would give it four and a half out of five. What about you, Jay? Um, four and a half out of five sounds right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Moses Magnum. I'm giving it a straight five. Straight five. It made, like, me, no, it made me angry that I don't get Deathstroke in other mediums like this. I mean, I'm sure mm-hmm. comics, but who's going to read that? Like, we don't even talk about comics anymore. Listen, I, you I might, feel like... You might get Manganello again. That, again, that pissed me off more because it's like, you know that Manganello Deathstroke's not like this. Yeah, that's true. I, I feel, though, like... It's like, like... Oh, go ahead, Jay. Like... I could talk about every issue of Mercy as it comes out, but I'm not sure if you guys want to hear that, like an epi- a issue by issue review of Mercy. Well, we we might not, but you know, we do have a YouTube channel and an Instagram live <laughs> channel and TV oh. and now Reels and TikTok. Or <laughs> we got a TikTok. Yeah, we're, we're we're supplying the Chinese government with their comic book ideas no, <laughs> no we're giving no. them inoculation information listen i mean if nothing else you can review arcs like you know i don't know if the arcs are i don't know if the issues are single you issues have a soundboard like and recording software or, or three issue arcs or four issue arcs six issue arcs but you know if you want to talk about an arc you can definitely review an arc whenever you're ready did larry not give you your camera yet no he did not Oh damn it! I do need to do that. I will. I'm sorry, Jay. Did you guys? Did you I'm guys sorry, ever Mom. find the laptop that disappeared? No, nah, Larry hasn't found that. I, you know, I have not found that laptop. I don't know where look, it is. Look, I, I, I am I'm so, cleaning up. I'm so hurt because. Well, hold on. Let, look, let, did I rate Deathstroke already five out of five? Yes, we're done. Yeah, five, out five out of five. Okay, cool. And Oz doesn't watch good things. Uh, so he real quick in Twitch chat, it says, uh. Dark Sage 917 <clears throat> says, As much as I love comics and the MCU, I'm going to say for the first time Marvel made a mistake with Black Widow. This movie has no business being released. We already know her fate in Endgame, and this seems more like a filler movie just to add on to her character, which is not a bad thing. Uh, I have zero... He goes, I have zero interest in this MCU movie because why now? Why wait for Phase 5 to do this when they could have had it in Phase 4? It seems a little suspect why Marvel wants Black Widow movie in 2020 after the Thanos story arc is over. Uh, I agree to a certain extent, but... You know that in comics that happens a lot. You get the in between stories. You get like sometimes you get stories, especially when Bendis, like that took place during the Kree Scroll War, twenty years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like a lot of the Illuminati stuff took place in between big sagas that you didn't even see that aspect at all. But he connects it to that, and he did it. You know, in the present day. So I- I'm okay with her being dead, and then having stories with her it actually gives hope to like everybody they've lost through contracts and they can give you a movie of theirs with them that doesn't necessarily have to affect where they're going forward i I think uh dark sage 9117 fell to the to the ploy of of selling comics and selling movies where it's like oh everything has to mean something you can't have just a good 
one-off story. And mm-hmm. that's your that Black Widow movie. It's like phase 3.5 to me. And I, I technically don't have to see it to enjoy everything I've seen it. And yeah, it'll add to the character. But honestly, it could just be just a cool movie with her in it that awesome. may or may not explain anything. But you're going to have a good time watching it. And they don't have to tie it into anything else coming at phase five. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's less pressure. Uh, they can they can test it and give you a bunch of more stuff with Black Widow mm-hmm. and Scarlett Johansson that doesn't have to tie into anything. And oh, that movie's gonna set up a new character. You know that. I hope it's Mikhail. Set up a new Black Widow. Maybe they it, but they're not. They might not necessarily call her Black Widow, but have that female agent. You know, maybe even be the the girl that plays. Uh, Black Widow's sister in this. Uh, I mean, it it could, but I mean, when you say set up a new character, you mean to use outside of the Black Widow franchise, or you mean yeah, like in the like in a in a future Avengers movie or somebody else's movie, this character starts showing up. See, I think, I think, well, I mean, yeah. I I can see that I point, I but I don't think they happen. would even worry about that because that would make this movie that would put too much pressure on this movie. And mm-hmm. honestly, like they would just give you a good uh, Black Widow movie and not have to worry about integrating anything in it. Like, who wouldn't want that at this stage in the game <laughs> after Endgame? Like, I, you know, there's a reason why we're not getting a lot of Phase Five things, <laughs> even news-wise, because uh, of they're like, you know what? Let 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 them forget about that a little bit. Let let. Let's plan the pandemic so that they forget about that. <laughs> what were you going to say, Jay? Was I going to say something? Oh, it sounded like you wanted to, but I might have been wrong. Well, you're looking at him. <laughs> Did he look like you wanted to say? Before. Yeah, when you were oh. talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, but don't worry about it. Like, I got stuff to say. No. <laughs> like, I thought, you know, it's interesting because, I, you know, I, I, some of the things. Uh, okay, we do hear that. No. <laughs> like. Some of the things that uh, Dark Sage nine one one seven said, I agree with, in the sense that it, it should have been the movie. The movie should have come out earlier. Yeah. Um, however, you know, well, we know because we could, were covering the stuff at the time, but you know, that was like some studio, like, uh, corporate mess that was happening at at Marvel. Why that movie didn't come out probably when it should have, which was like somewhere in the midst of the Thor and Iron Man, I mean, Thor and um, Captain America movies, like, realistically, Scarlett Johansson was a big enough star that she should have had a Black Widow movie among, like, in there at some point. And, you know, the the powers that be at Marvel Studios didn't feel like a female-led movie would be a strong offering, which is, you know, one of those things where it's sad that they felt that way because people would want to... (laughs) <laughs> people would have went to go see it just because it was the next Marvel movie, I think, especially during that time. I, I know that, you know, it's one of those 2020 hindsight kind of things. Like, obviously, Captain, like, although, like, let's put it like this. Once Thor was successful, you can, in my opinion, you could have felt confident that a Black Widow movie would have been a success as well. It might not have necessarily been as big, but it would have been big enough that it would justify, definitely justify his existence. And I think it literally is just like 
Hollywood sexism that kept that from happening at the time when it should have happened. But, you know, I don't, I, I think you absolutely hit the nail on the head, Mo, where it's like, this is like an opportunity to add some depth to, to the character and it doesn't have to necessarily connect to anything. It could be its own separate franchise. You know, I even think, I, I mean, I know you're right, Oz, in the sense that they're going to add, like, you know, like, I, I mean, I read the comics with Black Widow's sister in it. And so I understand that, like, that character definitely can be established as his own character. I don't think that that's something that's necessarily going to come outside of. Like, I don't see that version of Black Widow becoming, like, an Avenger or anything like that. But I guess it could happen. I would, it wouldn't surprise me if she shows up in a movie. But I don't think that, you know, it's not going to be like, oh, well. Yeah, I mean, if anything, yeah, no, I, I don't I, like she might show up or be a character in a movie, but I don't think it's going to be a thing where it would be a thing where she's like the new Black Widow. Like, you know, that would be weird or like play that role. Like, you know, but hey, what what do I know? We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Yeah. OK, let's talk about um, Has Been Hotel. Jay, what? Why don't you take us into it? Tell us what Hasbin Hotel is. Uh, Hasbin Hotel is an indie project by Vivzy Pop about the Princess of Hell, uh, in order to avoid the yearly purge of demons, wants to set up a rehabilitation hotel. And everyone thinks she is nuts because they're all demons and Oh, you froze, Jay. Oh. Say again, she thinks they're all demons and... Um, she thinks she wants the demons to change and the demons don't want to. Yeah. So she has one client who's like a prostitute and eventually the radio demon comes to offer his assistance. Mm -hmm. And yes, just a basically kind of like a story of this girl that wants to make a huge change in a world that doesn't want change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's basically what it is. Um, you said this is this is an indie joint, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was done on yeah. Patreon. Oh, was it really? I assume yes. because that's where they announced that they don't have. Tentative plans for episode two yet. I thought there was already well, episode. They two. didn't, but there's been a huge announcement recently. Oh, what's the huge announcement? Hasbun Hotel. This is, I guess, the re main reason I want to talk to talk about it. Okay. Like, it actually got picked up by A24, who Mo would re know from like The Witch and from Hereditary. Lawrence, you know them for Ex Machina. Mm. Uh, um, they did also get out, no? I believe they did. So they're going to make a movie out of it? Or they're just... Series. Oh, okay. So like in the same animated vein? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. And because it's A24, it's like... And the type of stuff they do mm -hmm. where it's looking like the creators are going to be able to pretty much do what they want. Like, it's not going to be, you know, edit, like, 
toned down or yeah like yeah it looks like they're gonna be able to just do what they want yeah yeah they definitely like watching the pilot i was like wow these guys these folks are just out here like they feel free (laughs) they feel free i was like jeesh like you know, and and I don't know what it was. Like I didn't. I went a into it pretty much, free. huh? A little too free. <laughs> I went into the joint completely blind, so I didn't know what I was getting. Well, that's a given and, uh, with you, right? Huh? That's a given with you because of your eyes. You're hilarious, <laughs> Steve. Listen, whatever you, you, You're, oh, um, I'm over here. <laughs> I'm I'm putting right at the camera. <laughs> you can see me, <laughs> but um, yeah, I didn't know what it was about. I didn't know anything about it, and so I was just like, you know, it was interesting just because I I didn't know what what was happening to start, and uh, but I, it laid the foundation for what it is, at least quickly enough in the sense that um, I don't think you get you don't get off the top that the premise is a hotel for for demons to be rehabilitated but you quickly get the the world building in the sense that you're like okay it's you know hell and these are pe- these are demons inside of hell and there's like issues and things like that you and didn't get that from the like... first like musical number does do they mention that in the first musical number like she says, she has hope for all demons. They're all rainbows. Yeah, but that doesn't mean there's a hotel. But no, but that, it's called Hotel Has Been. Like, okay, so there's clearly a hotel, and has been. I don't get why has. Like, if it was Hotel Rehab, it, it would may, be clear to me. I don't necessarily necessarily know why has been, but it is well, stylized. Because, but well, you find that out during the course of the show because yeah. the 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 person, yeah, like. You know, because of what happens in the show, like that person's not not interested necessarily in rehabilitation. So it's kind of like okay, and you know, that's why it's not the rehab hotel or the you know rehabilitation hotel or whatever. But yeah, I but you know, the, you're right. Like you do get that. Like what it does is it establishes a lot of characters relatively quickly. You know, relatively quickly. But at the same time, it's still kind of like. They play it fast and loose, which, you know, is a good thing and a bad thing, I think, in the sense that, you know, you're like, I guess it depends on how you like your stories, you know, like, in some ways, it was cool because you kind of let, you had characters kind of freestyling into the story, and you're, you know, it gives you a sense of who they are, but at the same time, you don't have necessarily any context at first, which is, you know, some people need that, some people don't, you know. I, I, I didn't dislike it, but at the same time, I could totally see somebody watching it and be like, where is this going? And, you know, maybe halfway through, you find out where it's going. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. What what do you think of the art style, uh, Mo? I loved it. I, I, it's, like, I had to watch it on mute. Um, <laughs> what? Why? Why did you have to watch it on? Because it had too many musical numbers. Got you. Like I put up with the first one, but they were all metal. They weren't. 
No, I'm, jo- <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Like, That'd be really cool if they were, though. Nah. I, it wouldn't. Say, like, I actually did. You, you actually did what, Jay? I, I muted the musical numbers. Did you really? Jeez, really? Why Why did you guys, why do you hate music so much? Musicals. Like. You just hate musicals? I'm not really into them. Oh. Especially when they're like actual songs. Like, I do better with like offbeat, off-brand type songs. Like, which, it's hard to explain, but. Interestingly enough, I also watched Hell of a Boss today when there's a musical number in that, but it's more like a playful, like, not really trying to be like a real, real song, but it still has like quality production. It's almost Mm -hmm. like narration of scene transition, right? Is that what it feels like? Yeah. Yeah. I can put up with that. Like the first musical number, I was cool. I was like, I don't like it. This sounds like some old christian spiritual song and uh i was like i'm not feeling it and then uh i put up with it because it's like hey maybe this is the theme song it's episode one like you know they'll let me skip it maybe and then i watched until the second one and actually i stopped watching after the second one i'm like you know what this is this is cool but i think i'm gonna stop now because i really wish i was reading comics (laughs) <laughs> to talk about <laughs> comics yeah so um but I, as far as the cartoon the actual cartoon content is good and the art style is great and the story is good if, if if i was a patreon subscriber i'd say cut the music like that's money you don't have to spend on this like the story is mm. good enough you don't need music uh, you know it's interesting you say that just because um I, I I happen to like musicals, generally speaking. Not every musical, obviously, because, you know, some are really bad. <laughs> but I, I don't have any issue with the genre. What what I will say is that, you know, in my opinion, the best musicals are always, like, forwarding the story. Mm-hmm. And I do agree that, you know, the musical numbers in this don't really forward the story, per se. They might give you a little bit of background on on characters, but, you know, this is, and, and I think that's evidenced by the fact that you all were able to, like, mute music and follow what was happening still. Like, <laughs> you know, because nine times out of ten in a good musical, there's, like, key plot points in the song that kind of justify its existence and, like, you know, um, make the song feel as if it had a reason, like, it, it was necessary. Right. And these, these songs definitely don't feel necessary and I think this kind of goes back to some of the things I was talking about with the structure of the story, where it's like, you know, if if this story was paced differently, those songs probably would have felt better where they were. Right. And, 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 you know, obviously the songs themselves could maybe use a little bit of tuning as well. But Plus, I think for me also, it's like if I know it's a musical going into it, it's a little easier for me. Yeah, yeah, you you put yourself in that mindset. Like, spring it on me, then I need to take a break. Like, yeah, I might need to back off. Musical ambush. (laughs) If I could go on a quick tangent, like, Mm -hmm. I think one of the best uh, episodes of Steven Universe 
there's a musical episode, but it's like a full-on musical. Like, you know, you get a story, then a song that transitions, like that gets them from where they are to the next point mm-hmm. in the story. And it's like, they have like five or six songs in this like 12 minute episode and wow. they all help the story. Yeah. And it, it's amazing. Oh, there you go. It made me think of Mo. Just because Mo had like, I feel like the best definition of how a musical should be. Mm-hmm. Where he, uh, it was when he was comparing uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the Universe to a musical, but with mm. fights instead of music. Yeah, yeah. And that that's something that's always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish it would have stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Watching a musical, like I think of that, like yeah. And so yeah, like kind of like songs in there and they weren't bad and like if I watch it again knowing it's a musical I'll be able to sit through the songs yeah but I just wasn't really prepared for it yeah but animation wise story wise um it's good it's good I don't know why I said it like that <laughs> well, I think it, I think it's because it's you know how certain people just have a style? Yeah. And that is evident in her work. Like, yeah. Uh, if you watch this, if you watch Hell of a Boss, um, if you watch, if you read her webcomic, it's, fuck, I can't remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. But she definitely has a style. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it's good. But it does kind of feel like I've seen it before mm-hmm. because I have in her other work. What mm-hmm. other work did she do? It's really a bad thing. It's, well, no, it's not a bad thing. It's it's kind of good in that it's consistent. Like, if I see that it's like I have a good idea of what I'm getting into, mm-hmm. except the music will surprise me. Gotcha. What what other, yeah. what other stuff does she do, Joe? Uh, well, she does Hell of a Boss, okay. which is... That's not part of this? That's just separate? Yeah. Okay, I'll check that out. Um, that's another one-off thing where it's about these company in hell that gets revenge on the living. Like, if you die and go to hell and you still have stuff you need, like, want done, they'll go up there and finish it for you. I mean... Like, they'll go, like... <laughs> Well, basically, like, they kick the shit out of the people that you you wish you could have when you were up there. So, like, I mean, for revenge or something or, like, stuff like that. And it's pretty funny. And, uh, like I said, she does a web uh, webcomic. But I can't remember the name of it. Um, it's been a while since I've read it. It's, like, something animal, something. Morphic High School. And uh, those are the main things. Mm-hmm. Like, he also did, like, a little animation for a, like, a fan animation for a music video or for a song, of, like, an AMV, O-AMV. That's pretty good. And, yeah, she's a great artist, a 
a great animator. You you know her name by chance? Uh, Vivian. I don't know her last name, but it's Vivian. Vivian. Okay. We'll yeah. look. Uh, we'll look. We'll get the last. It's name. like Mardeco or something. Right. We'll go with Vivian Mardeco. We apologize no, I, if we butchered your name. Kind of salty at times. What about salty? She can be kind of salty at times. I like that. When, when you say she can be salty at times, what do you mean? You know what he means. Like, I don't. She'll go harder. <laughs> like, she likes you when you like her. But like, a little bit of criticism, and she'll go off on you. Yeah. Oh, like on Twitter? Or, yeah. Or like in person? Or, like, wherever she can go off on you. So if she, I'm at a convention... And I'm like, hey, I loved your thing that you did here, but you know that other thing, I didn't like it as much. That's a problem. Yeah. It, it might be a problem. It might be a problem. I'm a okay. bigger fan of this cartoon now. Allegedly, <laughs> she's like, I go hard on you. Yeah, I go hard on yeah, you, yeah. Criti- critical bitches. He's like, you make a movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? Don't make a movie. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Allegedly, because the things I heard about were kind of like he said, she said. Mm-hmm. Uh, with v- very little cooperation, uh, right? <laughs> Joe's like allegedly, allegedly. She's like, please don't yell at me. Right. What I heard, but I didn't. I don't believe it. I just <laughs> like, please don't come after me, Vivzy. I I, lo- I love your shit. Like, <laughs> I have a feeling she's gonna cuss you out for your birthday. <laughs> Damn it! Why for his birthday? Oh, you having a happy birthday? F you. (laughs) I'm like, whoa, thanks. Thanks, I think. I'm going to listen to Cosmo Sheldrake, and it's going to be a blast. What is that, Jay? The musician, he does a song called The Moss. If you can listen to the song, like, it is fucking, like... Like, you know how there are some things that could kind of get you high that aren't drugs? Like, this song is one of those things. I love how you just said the name as if, like, we all should know what that is. Like, you you, you totally just put that out there like, oh, you know, Co- Cosmo Seljay. Like, wait, what what is Joe talking about? Like, yeah, it's, it, it's amazing the shit you find when you go on, like, one of those robo stations. It's mm. like, oh yeah, where you like play play such and such station, and they play like people that supposedly sound like them. Right. Yeah. Which they kind of don't. Right. But but, but, but then you find good shit. Like yeah, you're absolutely correct, sir. I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> so that's interesting. So, yeah, I'm gonna get high, and uh, officially, I'm actually not celebrating my birthday. I'm celebrating what? Steven Universe's birthday. Oh, got you. Is is it the same day? Yes. Oh, that's cool. It is cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I might do some Steven Universe-related stuff, too. Like, probably get high and watch the movie. Oh, okay. We should do a watch party. I'll watch it with you. Yeah, definitely. Like, as far as I know, I'm clean. Like, <laughs> I'm over. We could get high listen to Cosmo, watch some Steven Universe. (laughs) Hi, hi, hi. What? (laughs) (laughs) We we talk about 
We talk about doing a watch party for Jay, oh, getting yeah. high and watching Steven Universe. Absolutely. <laughs> I actually, um, <laughs> I had to leave because I had to kill a spider for my wife. And uh, okay, but I had just made some tincture, some cannabis tincture, super potent stuff, and they were, the spider was actually sucking on <laughs> on the drop. <laughs> high ass spider rolling around the house that's why i was able to 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 kill it even though i hate killing it and it saddens me but yeah that says get some cookie cats if i knew where to get them i definitely would what what is that it's an ice cream sandwich from steven universe Oh, okay. Look, we can get the recipe. I'm sure Sam the cooking guy can make it. We'll I'll put a comment and like make that. As in chess, says Mayor wants to get high? Yes. Yes he does. I don't I don't know if I want to get high. Yeah, you do. I was <laughs> talking about having a watch party. Like <laughs> like I don't I don't believe that I at any point I said, Oh, we should all get high. I don't think I said that. <laughs> I actually I made a a cannabis tincture with Bacardi 151, <laughs> so you oh, can wow. actually yeah you could throw it into your cherry coke, and before it hits you get nice and twisted and then it kicks in. Yeah. Nice. A Word. shot would be a good, f- I want to say, thirty milligrams of THC. Okay. So. Nice. Moses, what would you give um, Has Been Hotel? I only watched 10 minutes, but I'll give it 5 out of 5. Because <laughs> you're not going to have Vivian come for you? Well, like, <laughs> that that actually, it's not that I'm afraid. It's that I, I love that. Like I, that She's a fucking okay. artist through and through, and she don't mm-hmm. give a fuck what people say. And it's proven because yeah. she just does her thing. Like, that's rock and roll to me. That's punk rock. Yeah. And that yeah. that's that's the content I like to see, and I would like to support. And uh, the musicals I didn't I, I didn't like, but I don't like musicals. So technically, you yeah. know, even watching it, it felt a little kiddie to me. But then the mm-hmm. the story wasn't, and it wasn't necessarily not kiddie, but yeah. it was uh, it, it was accessible by anybody that could watch it, which ultimately is a sign of, of good content. Not like well, our show. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I mean, I don't know how, like, I know you said you watched the first 10 minutes, so that might not have been enough to get. No, I mean, I feel like that should be enough to get far in, but, you know, you can't, I mean, kids can't watch this. It's not for children. Uh, I mean, that's subjective. You don't, some people do all sorts of things with children. <laughs> <laughs> Just that, didn't sound good. that didn't sound good at all. No, like, I mean, okay. you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Not like pedophilia Jay, we... or anything. I'm talking. No, about, no, I know. I know that's how people true. took kids to Deadpool. You know what I mean? Like, I hear that. I feel like this is more extreme than Deadpool, though. Really, man, I gotta watch past the. Yeah, like, you should just just mute the songs okay. or whatever, and then, you know, keep watching. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, what would you give this joint? I would give it a four. Like, okay. I like the characters. I like the art. I like the writing. Not a huge fan of the song, but I'll give it another listen mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah. Well, uh, I'd give it three and a half, I think. Uh, it Like, the, the concept is cool. You know, honestly, like, and the writing I did like, it's just, it's honestly, like, some structure stuff that 
kind of makes it like not as good as it could be. So, you know, so it's like it's a little critical, but I like it. And, uh, you know, who knows? Like, I, I look, I don't know if, uh, if the, the studio that she'll be working with is going to have like a hands off approach or if they're going to be like, hey, we want to foster your talent. It's like, I don't know that it would necessarily hurt for her to have a, another eye, another pair of eyes looking at it that she feels comfortable with sharing her vision. Because uh, well, overall, just like to say congratulations. Yeah, that's awesome. Picked up. Mm-hmm. Not everyone does. I mean, there right. are tons of pilots out there. Mm-hmm. And you got picked up and by a pretty big studio, too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, congratulations. And I could totally see, like, too. I can, like, having watched that pilot, I totally understand why somebody would look at that and be like, somebody needs to do more of this, or this person needs to be fostered into doing more or or not fostered needs to be uh facilitated into doing like sharing more of this because yeah like i want to see another episode what one thing i i didn't get to say in the initial review was the animation quality the frame rate the non-choppiness like after watching Mm -hmm. deathstroke on cwc (laughs) and watching this it was a refreshing taste and (laughs) <laughs> the, uh, if it wasn't musical, I would have stuck with the whole thing. And I was delighted to see that there's when I was like, man, thinking, man, I should be reading comics. I was looking for comics to read because <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm a crowbar a comic review into this, you know, because mm-hmm. if I'm not going to watch it, at least I should produce something. Right. Um, right. But, um, in, in wanting to know more about Vivian. I don't know her last name off the top of my head, but. Um, there is a prequel comic for this cartoon, and really, it, it's on the website and it's a web comic. And uh, and she did it, yeah. Oh wow! So uh, might you check know, that out. Yeah, the character design is pretty amazing. Too. I love the character design. Like it, it, yeah. it, it really it has that because Emily says like this looks like little kitty, and I'm like yeah yeah it has that like kind of um, Powerpuff Girls feel. But it's very fluid. It's more fluid yeah. than Powerpuff Girls, and mm-hmm. it almost has kind of the has like a stimpy of, quality. It has an edge. Yeah, and an edge, and then the character mm-hmm. designs and so I love the the Jeffrey can't make it, and then it's like it's Dom good, like the poster, mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. the play on Jeffrey Dahmer serving people, mm-hmm. people. Like, I like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and then one thing I did want to say earlier that I didn't get to say is like people do weird things with kids, like put them in cages and separate them from their parents. <laughs> By the gotcha. way, you were asking earlier, the webcomic I was thinking of was Zoophobia. Cool. Cool. Which is uh, Mo, you ready with Heavy Metal Minute? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Can you, uh, you're going to be able to share your screen? Yeah, I can do that. Okay. Let's make it happen. And then we'll do some news. Feuds. High as fuck home quarantine concerts and fake fucking news. This is another heavy metal minute. Uh, one of my favorite bands parts ways with a longtime guitarist. Um, Lone Star, people know him as Lone Star, but his real name 
is Michael Kerrigan, and he's been guitarist for Darkest Hour for, I believe, the last four albums. And uh, amidst this time, I think he, um, he he left. So I think it sounds like it's amicable. Here's here's the the actual post from um, Darkest Hour on their Instagram. It says, after over a decade of touring the world with us and contributing to four full-length records, Darkest Hour announces the departure of guitarist Michael Lone Star Kerrigan. We are sure you will be hearing more music from him. We are thankful for his years with us and we wish him well as for darkest hour our next chapter starts now we have a lot in store for you as we continue to work on our 10th full-length record you can follow and support us via our band's patreon or our social media outlets heart emoji darkest hour john mike travis and deal i actually got to watch lone star do live uh do darkest hour music live and he was great it, it is fucking that band is great live i actually got to see them right before the covid the covid getting the co- corona getting so it's one of the last concerts i was able to see and and it sucks you know maybe he got a job as an essential worker or something or you know or it's just hard i mean you know he's got to feed his family and shit and here we are that's the, the times we're living in in 2020 um but if you do want to see Lone Star Kerrigan, Michael Lone Star Kerrigan, and the rest of the boys in Darkest Hour, um, do uh, they they have? I have a video on my Instagram at Moses Magnum, and uh, you can see them do Nazi punks fuck off. In other news, Great White. <laughs> There's a little history with Great White. This happened. Earlier in the 2000s, I want to say about 2004 or 5, um, they burnt down. Uh, <laughs> they burnt down the concert venue because they didn't do proper uh, standards of pyrotechnics, proper calibration, and you know, back in the 80s, it was all about the stage show. Where it was like a traveling circus with these dudes made up in this glam rock, glam metal, uh, hair metal uh, scene. And, you know, they used to play bigger venues, but, you know, Great White at that point was now playing clubs. So they burnt down the place next door and the thing. I think people even died. But recently, last week, or, you know, I want to say, or I think it was July 4th weekend, I'm not sure. But Great White played a show in North Dakota. And footage from the event showed that nobody was social distancing, nobody was wearing masks. And, you know, he got called out on it. They, they posted online. And then he, uh, Mitch Malloy, uh, the great white frontman says uh, the band has nothing to apologize for. They were in fact masked at the show. Here's proof of the tiniest, most pixelated photo I've ever seen, according to Rob Pasvani on Metal Injection. So, yeah, he posted a picture and it was so zoomed in. Now, I'm looking at the post right now and it's no longer available. So they got cut off. <laughs> Facebook decided fake news on him. They, they'll, let, they, they'll let Russian. Uh, propagandists spread misinformation about COVID-19, but they'll take away fucking <laughs> Mitch Malloy's post, over-pixelated post with three people with masks. Uh, but the videos on YouTube show that nobody is socially distancing and nobody's wearing masks. But Mitch Malloy says, fake news, you know? And uh, he tried to provide proof, proof, but, you know, Facebook, the media, the media is... Uh, is stifling his freedom of speech. 
Um, and then this time of COVID, COVID uh, and quarantine and all that, the Q team as they call it, the kids. Uh, some of the cool things you see is these these isolated concerts, these concerts from home. And uh, Mastodon uh, dude Brett Hines, he teamed up with Marcus King in Nashville on July 27th and uh, live streamed a concert. And this was actually done really well. They um, they actually rented out a whole a hall, so whoever uh, who, whoever was in the band, if they're gonna get infected, it's just gonna be those four people. And then they put, I think it looked like a four or five camera shoot and had, you know, had fog machines and lasers and, and they covered, um, they covered Electric Funeral by Black Sabbath. And that's the all time favorite fucking stoner song, you know, like you take a spliff, fucking take a bong rip and let that shit take you across the universe the shit and their rendition was a fucking amazing and the video itself was amazing i didn't feel like closing my eyes and letting the music take me i had to watch it too but apparently they also covered uh zz top thunderbird as well as black Sabbath selection funeral as i said so i don't know we'll see if anybody has that video of them doing thunderbird send it my way i'd like to see that too but yeah that's something to look out for do that and another good one of these is uh two minutes to late night has been doing these um they call it the bedroom edition uh, concert where Guarcinio Hall, the host of Two Minutes of Late Night, actually um, sings uh, and puts together a, a super group every week or so. And they do, and one of the ones that was really good is, is Les Claypool from Primus and Danny Carey from Tool. Um, what's his name? I forget the guy's name. The singer from Coheed and Cambria. Um, Steven Brodsky from Mutoid Man, as well as Garcinio Hall, and they cover r one of Rush's songs. And that shit's amazing. I don't even know how. The, first of all, I get with these home concerts where they're doing it stripped down, I don't know how these people get so good at playing fucking instruments, but this caliber of people playing together for Garcinio Hall makes me fucking jealous. I'm over here talking about this heavy metal minute doing this little show, and Garcinio Hall is putting together these massive concerts. So I figured. I'd at least give them a shout out, give them props, and uh, you can go watch that video among other videos. There's a bunch of good ones. Um, like I said, they come out every week at honorableswords.com, and that's their Patreon, and uh, give them some money. I know I'm, I'm out like 100 bucks this week just because of the different shit I've been trying to help out during this Q-team time. But I'm Moses Magnum. This has been a Heavy Metal Minute. Well, not, not like that, but like. All right. Good job, Moses. Thank you. You got so, you got to stop sharing your screen so we can see you though, Mo. Oh. Did you say did 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 you say that fool's name was Guarcinio Hall? Yeah. <laughs> I love it, dude. I like. I, I'm gonna go to honorablesource.com just yeah. to go support just for that alone Guarcinio <laughs> Hall I love it well you should actually look two minutes to late night is a late night show like like I'm not talking about like Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon I'm talking about Johnny Carson about metal mm -hmm.
Dude, with comedy and like music performances and a live audience and everything, and they they rent out like a, a small independent concert venue, which saveourvenues.com. You got to go there right now because they're one of the places that are being hit right now. And for independent music, no matter mm-hmm. what genre you like, there's You're not right. going to be no place to to perform for the next year. Or so, and yeah. they can't afford to keep paying rent. Yeah. 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 So, okay, cool, man. That's look, that's all good stuff. Cause you're right. Like if you live, if you love live music, if, if you love live music, chances are you love independent music. Cause don't get me wrong. Obviously there are people doing stadium concerts and technically they're live, mm-hmm. but if you really live, if you really love live music, you're not going to those concerts. Like you're, or at least you're, you're not doing that exclusively. And... <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, you you froze for a second, Mo. Yeah, yeah. No, you're going to those and the smaller venues, you know. Exactly, and because because you know, I mean, you know, those pe- people that love music are messing around and catching the acts that end up in those places in those large stadiums when they're in the little, you know, the little independent spots, the the venues that allow people to hone their craft. So. Yeah, and that's true no matter, like you said, no matter what genre of music you enjoy. So, yeah, awesome. Great Heavy Metal Minute, man. Thank you. It was done two weeks ago. Well, and, and it shows. I don't know <laughs> what to say to that. No <laughs> like, yes, yes. Quality? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the right response is for that, but it was good. <laughs> Jay, you were going to hit us with our first story. Go for it. Um... So five days ago, I know we talked about this a little bit before. Let's talk about it more, Jay. That five days ago, Viv, Viz, and Viz Media, excuse me, <clears throat> Viz Media released the announcement trailer for Yasha Hime. Ah, yes. The Yasha sequel series. And it, yeah, it looks like in the Yasha. <laughs> now, it's interesting because. I never got into Inuyasha, but it was huge. Right. Like, it was one of those, like, one of those animes that everybody that I knew that, like, n- there are people that I didn't know were in the anime. I found out they were because they were like, have you seen Inuyasha? And I'm just like, actually, no, I haven't. I'm like, did you watch Inuyasha? <laughs> you know? And so I was like, oh, wow, like this joint is big. And so, but I felt like, I mean, and, you know, help me here. I felt like that joint was a long time ago, right? Like Yasha ended like, like 15 years ago, right? Not quite 15, I think. 10? Like, like what? I thought it was more than 15. I, I can't place that exactly. You know, I got a bad head for time. I feel I feel like 2005ish feels right to me. You know, like I feel like early 2000s cats were on Inuyasha. In America, I don't know that I can't speak for Japan. I don't know if we were simulcasting. I don't know all that cuz I don't go that far down the rabbit hole when it comes to you know, like I like anime probably have to get to a certain level before they get on my radar. Right. Ge- generally speaking, every now and then I get in a mood and I go look for something. And sometimes I'm ahead of the curve. Like, I feel like I was ahead of the curve on Attack on Titan. But it was just timing. 
where I was just like, I'm like, dude, have you seen this? And people are like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, dude, you should watch this. This joint's amazing. And then it became like a phenomenon. <laughs> Every, everything was Attack on Titan. A, so Attack, get, on, Attack then, on Titan came out with two terrible right. games. <laughs> so yeah, I guess it ended in 2004. There you go. <laughs> Look, the one time I actually accurately predicted a timeline. <laughs> I'll take. I will take it. It happens I'll so rarely. It. Yo, very rarely. Like for, you know me, I, I I rarely toss out dates in any meaningful way. Uh, you know, I might take a stab at some stuff, but you know, I don't know. Like I just remember it feeling like you know it was like early two thousands that that was like the thing and everybody was on it and I was just like man I was like this is crazy like I don't know why they like this so much wait hold on uh oh uh oh um it looks like the original ended in 2004 but the final chapter in the Yasha the final act was in 2009 wait what is that that's like the last show end I believe it was like a standalone episode or something, or it was like another series. It was a not a standalone. It was like a like another season. Yeah, like looks like it was about twenty six episode season. Cool. That uh, ended the series. Okay. So, okay. So, we'll say 10 years ago then. Right. So, why why now with the sequel, you think? Oh, I don't know. She was probably just... Well, she was doing Renine. Mm-hmm. I hope that's how that's pronounced. And uh, I suppose if that's done, she probably just needed something else to do. That's fair. On to the next one, yeah. Like, I love how, you know, things... Like, it feels like in other cultures, that's how things work. Where it's kind of like, well, no, I did. I had this story that I decided to tell a different story. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I got some more stories to tell in that space, so let me go. let's go back to that. And it's not even a thing. It feels like in America, everything has, like, a, a shelf life. Right. Like, hey, man, it's like, that's expired. Can't go back to that. Yeah, you gotta wait. Huh? So you can't go back. You gotta you have to reboot it. Right, exactly. You gotta wait an extra ten years and then we remake it all together. I was like, wait, what? Like why? <laughs> it's like, so you're saying right now is too it, it's not I waited too long, but not long enough. <laughs> right. So we're those the, the sweet spot of no where you can't do either one. You can't do the reboot <laughs> and you can't you can't do the sequel. <laughs> Go ahead, Moses. Uh, it's weird because it's almost like I want to say about four years to the day mm-hmm. where they announced that Netflix bought Millar World. Damn, nothing came out from that yet, huh? No, but in the news, they're talking about Reborn, and that's the one that he did with Greg Capullo. That's like one of the more recent ones, and that's coming out on Netflix. They finally have a director. It's the guy from Lego Batman. Okay. And I don't then, even know what Reborn is. I don't think I yeah, read that. Yeah, I mean, 
chances are it probably never came out in comic yet. If it's Millar, you know what I mean? Like they may they may have like one issue. I, I remember it was right. on image. It was on image, but I don't remember it coming out. I remember it being like solicited. They might have been one issue, but why not just do all the stuff? Like, aren't we still waiting for the what's what was the Batman Troid again called? The the one like if where Batman was a if Batman was a psycho. I have um, no idea what you're talking about. Damn it. Nemesis. Oh. Yeah. Remember, remember yeah. I mean, Nemesis was like kind of like, yeah, that was like but when, the, when they announced it. The director jumped you. off a bridge. Well, but okay. And that's terrible. Yeah. Was he the only director? Like, not even that... Nemesis would be like, yo, man, let's do this shit. Like, Nemesis himself is like, you know what? It hurts. Well, yeah, you're right, but. How long do we have to wait? Do we have to wait additional time? Like, are we in the, I think in the, in the that, phase? Is, see, here's it's too the early to do a sequel, but not I long think, enough to do the reboot. <laughs> I think I don't know who has the rights for that. It might be a Disney thing. Why? And, because they might have the rights to that. I don't know if Fox bought it or you know. And now, oh, was that yeah. not a part of the YouTube thing? No, no, no. That was a long time ago. We were still doing shows at night at your house. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. then, okay, that's that, fair. That was almost ten years ago. So, okay, okay. Yeah. So then, okay. So I went back too far. There you yeah. go. Here, I'm back at it with my nonsense of time. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then, what back about the, if that was the, right? Right. So, what about the Magic Order? Right, the Magic Order. Yeah, that, that book came out and yeah. had like Netflix on the back. Right, right. Like Netflix put out those comics. Right. Uh, that, so, and... so why isn't the Magic Order like? Uh, why don't we do that show? Like that has comics and you know, like maybe COVID. No, <laughs> but we have like, Huck. Was a, a year before COVID, right? We have Huck. We have Super Crooks. Right. <laughs> we have like, this. Fool has a lot of material. What's, yeah. What was Starlight? Was it Starlight? Star... With the... Yeah, Starlight. Is, Jupiter's is that, Legacy. Yeah, uh, Jupiter, yeah, come on. Where's all this stuff, man? All yeah, that, all that. No, I mean, maybe I don't think it was Starlight. I think it was it was Star something or Star Bright. Wasn't it what? Wasn't Starlight Neil Gaiman? No, that was Stardust. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still don't think it's Starlight, but it's Star something. Starborn. No, it's Starbound? it's something. <laughs> I don't remember. Starstruck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. No, it's not Starstruck. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm um, absolutely sure. But yeah, Jupiter's Legacy, American Jesus, Huck, Super Crooks. Are, Huck? Uh, I feel like Huck would be a great Netflix series. Huck is what America needs right now in 2020. Yeah. 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 Huck would be amazing. People would be like, man, where's this been our whole lives? Huck versus Superior? Or Huck versus Nemesis? I mean, I don't know if like I want it, it to cross over. But well, they're all cross. They it. all cross over. Like there's, they're like in the same universe. They're in the same universe, so they technically, can't, I guess it's like the J.J. Abrams verse, you know? Right, right. But, um, yeah. So that's Oz in chat says Superman, but I was going to Starman. Like he, oh, Starman. I think he, had <laughs> or you know. Anywho, um, yeah, he's stuck on that Star Girl, is what it is. Um, 
We just did all the things with Star. Yeah. <laughs> that's all it is. I know, but he's, he... he's stuck on Star Girl because that's what he came up with. There it is. Could have started Star Boy. Like uh, what you call the dude like from the weekend? Yeah. I'm a star boy. <laughs> no, not like that. Look what you've done. I'm sorry. This isn't karaoke <laughs> hour. You got we have a. <laughs> hey Jay, don't look at me like that. <laughs> Robo stations. And I was like, why? Like I don't like this guy. You don't like the weekend? Well, I mean, I kind of do, but not really. I mean, his right. music is like, it's like, I don't want to say like popcorn, but it's like a Pringle. It's like you eat it, but you don't really want to. It's just kind of there. Yeah. And it, it's not necessarily bad, but yeah. like, I wouldn't buy a can of Pringles for yeah. myself. It's like after a while, you get a headache from the grease. Right. Not Pringle grease. Yeah. Um, mm. but yeah, there, there's so much stuff in Millar world that could have been coming out, but yeah, apparently this is in the news. I, I saw somewhere that, what, Miss Congeniality, Sandra Bullock was attached to it. And, mm. um, really? Miss Congeniality? Like that's where you go to for Sandra Bullock? Yeah, I mean, that, that is kind of messed up. Well, that's funny. Like, that's the funny <laughs> Thing, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I, like, I don't think I, the worst movie that Sandra Bullock made. <laughs> I mean, I, I could say Murder by Numbers, but then you don't know that Sandra Bullock. The Net that's is true. the worst movie Sandra Bullock made. I don't think that's true. No, Blindside is pretty bad. Yeah, but it's Damn. inspirational. Yeah. Probably. No, it's inspirational in that it makes white people feel good about slavery. <laughs> Wow. Someone's got to do it. I, I don't think that's true. I don't think anyone has to do that. <laughs> <laughs> what else is happening at the news? Oh, but well, real quick, I'm not done with that story. So, uh, oh, what's the, the rest of the story? Well, they got the, 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 the director from uh, Batman, Lego Batman, mm-hmm. and then the writer, Beck Smith, who's supposed to be doing the uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse spinoff. Spinoff. Yeah. She's gonna be doing that. Um, she's also doing New Line's adaptation for One Hundred Bullets, which what? they've been work. They've been doing that yeah. for like twenty-five years. So <laughs> the fact I don't think she was born when they optioned that. Like I didn't even know New Line still existed. I, listen, every like I don't know how many times we've told them Hundred Bullets can't be a movie. Yeah, hundred bullets has to be a friggin' like. I, I mean, at the time we had said HBO series, yeah. TV has evolved since then. So technically, there are more places than HBO you can do TV like that now. But yeah. HBO will probably still be the best place for it. I, actually, now you could do it anywhere, really, because HBO isn't even like with HBO Max. HBO is not the pinnacle of quality it used to be. <laughs> Damn! Like I, right. I think. Oh, go ahead, Jay. I like it. No, I like it too, but literally, it's just a dumping ground for rejects from other Warner Networks. So, well, there you go. So, just just a quality cable series is yeah. what 100 Bullets like, should be. We can get it on Hulu. It'll be good on Hulu. 
Do yeah. I'm sick of Hulu? Like, fuck Hulu. What, what did Hulu do to you? It has Amphibia. And the Owl House. That makes it, it, it had, good. It had things you like? That's what it did to you? Yes. Got it. Got it. Got it. It should give up on things you like. And do only the stuff you don't like so you don't have to worry about having it. Oh, we just saw the shit to me on Amazon. Like, <laughs> oh boy. I, I don't, I think that's for you, Jay. I don't know. It's for Larry. Like, he's trying to make a case. For... I'm trying to make a case for what? No, I'm, I'm, it's actually Disney laughing at Joe because they own Hulu. <laughs> oh, does Disney own Hulu? You, yeah. Larry, you Larry, no, trying to be all me. modest. Oh. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> Look, it's not oh. my stuff. Is that us? You can buy Hulu, uh, ESPN, <laughs> Disney Plus because they own all of it. Yeah. I, I, for, I keep, I forget. I forget how great we are. That's Plus, Larry right now. I just, I didn't remember. I don't have Hulu either. I don't mess with it. Oh, are we done with the story? I forgot one of the stories I was supposed to say. Oh, we yeah, have more yeah, no, go for it. That, that story is done. <laughs> okay, so... Wow, after all that shit I just said. <laughs> <laughs> Dana Terrace, the creator of the Owl House... Uh, recently revealed of the characters is bisexual. Uh, the character of Amity... In, in the show or just outside the show? The character in the show. No, I know it's the character in the show, but I'm saying did they reveal that in the, in the course of the narrative or did they reveal it outside of the show? Well, I haven't been watching. Oh, so okay. Don't be mad at me. The thing about buy is that to show it, you have to show the person with both sexes. Yes. Now she goes on a date with a girl, mm-hmm. so you know we have that side. So she's at least lesbian in mm-hmm. the narrative of the show. Mm-hmm. But the creator says she's actually bisexual. Mm. So, I guess it's like awesome because this is the first time Disney is allowing an openly bi character in a TV show. Okay. So, I'm not mad at it. I've spoken on this before where. You know, I'm, I'm glad it's happening. I wish they didn't have to fight so hard for it. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly enough, her boyfriend... Um, shit, what is his name? Mo, what's his name? Who's? Um, Home Chick from the Owl House. Uh, Robert? Hmm? James Prigioni? No. Lucas de la Bate? <laughs> no. 
Baba Booey? Baba Booey. In any case, he spoke on it mm-hmm. and said, like, uh, back when he was doing Gravity Falls, uh, oh, it was like absolutely. I can't. Off of that suit, dude. My brain today, right now. Uh, Is that but... what Hirsch? Yeah, Alex yeah, Hirsch. Hirsch. That's who I meant. Um, he was... not Lucas De Labate, yeah. Alex Hirsch. When he was doing Gravity Falls, they were like absolutely no representation. Uh, you just can't do it. Mm-hmm. And now we have a main character that's bisexual, so it's it's progress. Slow, hard pop for progress. That's cool. That's definitely cool. That's a good show. I should watch it more. It is good. I want to say what's up to me. But they won't because they because of Hulu. Right. Right. I get it. I know we've, we've oh. talked about this off the air, but I think the thing that really pisses me off about it is that the former seasons are on Amazon for sale. Like, it's the fact that they just stopped doing it. Mm. Like, they didn't have to start off selling it on Amazon. They always had access to Hulu. They always had access to YouTube TV. Like, but they chose to sell it on Amazon. They stopped. Like, that's the thing that kind of pisses me off about the situation. Might, Might it just come to Disney Plus? It might after, like, after it's what? already done, a part of the conversation. Sorry, why to do that? Everyone is talking about it, and the Grom episode came out, and uh, Noelle Stevenson and her wife were being all cute, and I'm just like so out of oh, the conversation. Oh. The Grom episode is the gay prom. Yes. Oh, okay. Like, I thought I would have stayed for in show. I thought but... you were referring to Viking Thunder. <laughs> That's exactly what I, I was actually referring to both at the same time. <laughs> Gay prom and Viking Thunder. Like, what is Nazi black metal? Is that what we're talking about? Grom? <laughs> <laughs> yes. My favorite, my favorite kind of metal. Nazi black metal. It's the juxtapositioning of the two that I like. Right. The Nazi and then the the blacks. It's like... Yes, and then the gay proms. Pretty funny. Yeah, okay. That's interesting. Um, I don't know if you all saw, but they launched like a little X-Men section on Disney Plus now. So That had like X-Men... Huh? I lost the credentials. Like I need those again. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you, you there's like a, its own dedicated little like section, and you can it has X Men and then Days of Future Past. Um, Hugh Jackman's Ap- Apocalypse. Oh, the movies. And then yeah, then it has the animated series Wolverine and the X Men. So. And, uh, does it have X-Men and X-Men animated series? Do they have Pride of the X-Men? No. What the fuck? 
show. Really? If Fox owns like, that. Where where has Pride of the X Men ever been? On VHS. <laughs> I think it was on VHS. And listen, there, like, he, this was like, I think VHS. I'm just saying, like, you know, y'all, you say, like, probably the X was everywhere, and then they Disney launched their streaming service and won't put it anywhere, but not on Disney Plus. Like, like that's not how, dude, probably the X Men is hard to find, period. So stop it. Let's just stop. I mean, like, you know, access to the masters. Like, we, we're going to pick the most obscure oh, no. thing that X Men has ever done and be like, why doesn't Disney Plus have it? It's not that obscure. No, no one's had it for. It, I, I didn't say it's that obscure. I said it's the most obscure thing X Men has ever done. Like, Pride of the X Men oh. is probably the hardest thing for you, any anybody for, to see on X Men, unless you know you find like a random YouTube uplink of it or something. Speaking of Disney Plus, I heard they were starting to add a bunch of JetX shows. Is that true? Larry does. I don't know what that is. God damn it. I, what is it? You know what it is? Burning Block. Wait, what? A bunch of Disney shows, but like the good ones. Yeah. Wait, what? Wait, what are we talking about? Jetix. Jetix. What is that? You know what it is? Programming Block. They had a bunch of Disney shows. It was like Toonami, but for Disney and not anime. Right. So, what are the shows? Uh, they had. Which I <laughs> I know because we watched it when we went to eat at that Chinese food place in Alhambra that has everything. What what the hell what listen I'm listen, can we just end the show? <laughs> We're not done with our news segment. I don't know what you all are talking about and you I apparently you all don't know what you're talking about either. No, I know what I'm talking about. We saw you're it. You're berating me for right. not knowing the thing. And when I asked you to explain it, you all are doing a terrible job. Well, a programming block that has Disney shows. What but if, what, sh- what shows, though? Which? And what else? I don't remember. One show is on a block? Okay, so then if you don't remember it, why do I have to know it? Because you're Larry. Uh, you're the host. Plus all the time. I'm, I listen. First of all, I'm not on Disney Plus all the time, but uh-huh. when I am on Disney Plus, I'm watching stuff that I like, not stuff I've never heard of. Well, it, why the, you need to broaden your horizons. It had Puka. I don't know. My, my horizons are just fine, sir. Thank you. Jetix. Especially, sure. like, apparently, like, apparently, these shows that are making zero impact on you, <laughs> it's like, why, why am I, why am I going out of my way to watch something that you can't remember? Which has impacted me so much. Listen, one show does not a programming block me. But it's still impactful. I don't know if that's true, Jay. It had shows yeah. from Marvel Productions, too. Yeah, okay. What show is that? Which is impactful? We should all be watching which. It had Power Rangers Disney. SPD. Oh, Satan. It had Obon oh, Star Racers. Dude, Obon was so good. I don't believe that. Yeah, it was. What is it? It had Yin Yang Yo. Oh my god, Yin Yang Yo was the shit. That sounds racist. I actually talked to you about that back in the day. It sounds racist. I used to talk to you about that. It had Super Robot Monkey Team Piper Force Go. A lot of people like that. I never got into it. 
uh, <laughs> Hector Chat says, what block is this? And it's the Jetix block on, uh, was it Boomerang? Um, it was a bunch of... Uh, it it jumped, a bunch of stations. It jumped around. Listen, like this is like like you said, this is Disney Channel stuff. Texas I'm not Spider Man. Which yeah, yes, that was also a part of Jedi. Yeah. Ultimate Spider Man was? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I watched Ultimate Spider Man on the Disney Channel. I think I watched it wherever it originally premiered. Look, the point is Disney Plus needs which. <laughs> okay. I'll I'll let Disney Plus know. It's like I'll I'll text I'll text the head of programming. I'll be like, hey, my boy says we need witch. He said he wants that before film more. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and before the other stuff that Hulu has. Fillmore in front of witch. So I'm a tweet. Fillmore was in front of which. Are you going to tell oh, them that he doesn't want you to sell it on Amazon Prime? Yep. Say again? That, are Larry going to tell them that he doesn't want, that you don't want them to sell it on Amazon Prime? No, I, I do want them to sell it on Amazon Prime. Like, I'm one of the people that will buy stuff even if it's on a streaming service, if I like it. Like That's true. Jay is that guy. Hex in chat saying uh, Ultimate Spider-Man was good. You know, said uh, you'd like it, Mayor. It had Nova. Uh, I remember the show. I watched it when it when it came out, and uh, you know, it. I I didn't like. There are things I liked about it and things I didn't like about it, because it was basically like a, a a new age Spider-Man and his amazing friends kind of deal, and uh, some of the characterizations were cool, but some of the some of them were. You know, not that great. Is it, that the it, it it had the young hero versions of all the people. Uh, I I particularly didn't like the Iron Fist. Is that the one that had the Web Warriors too? I I believe Web Warriors was after. Yeah, like they branded it as Web Warriors afterwards. Yeah, but it was it was that's the one that spun out. Much, right? Wait, wait, hold on. Say, say what you said again, Moses, real quick. I forgot. Okay, Jay, what were you asking? That's the show you wanted me to watch, right? Yeah, yeah. I when, when it came out, say what? You were telling me like there were some like specifically some really good episodes you wanted me to watch. I I think so. Yeah, because I mean you know there was some some of it was good stuff. Like you could tell like it was definitely inspired by the comic. It was just that well, web, you know, Web like, Warriors definitely was. Yeah, but it was inspired by like the newer age versions of some of the characters and you know like i it, i had no problem with it being like the the sam uh what's sam's last name oh, i can't remember the 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 newer nova but that that one not oh. not rich rider but sam i can't remember his last name i keep saying thinking in my head weller but that's actually a real person uh <laughs> like yeah i don't remember it had that one, and it had uh, the the newer Power Man, the younger oh, one. Oh, the kid and, with the glasses. Uh, right. Yeah, everybody was like young like that, and and that's why I, you know, it's like it. They had the Iron Fist in it that, but it was like a younger surfer version Iron Fist, I think. 
that reminds me. I actually forgot to ask you when you were watching Marvel at Comic Con at home. Mm-hmm. They mentioned anything about Outlawed? I don't remember them. No, no, I don't think they did. Actually, I feel like I feel like they had. No, actually, you know what? I don't know. I, I they didn't mention anything about. I don't think they mentioned anything about Outlawed. I I thought that I read somewhere that it was supposed to finish. But I w- it would not surprise me if it was one of the series that got cut due to COVID. You know what I mean? Okay. I'll try to find out for you, though. Yeah. Anything else that we should talk about before we get out of here? Uh, we talked earlier about the DC bloodbath, that, that culling of people that work at yeah. DC. Um. One of the good things to come about it is that we're getting DC Black Label is getting a Sweet Tooth six issue miniseries, which I believe is trying to coincide with the the TV series that they're supposed to be doing. But I don't think it's ever going to come out. You um, don't think the six issues is coming out or the TV no series? the TV series? Got it. Because I think it was supposed to be for FX, but then Disney bought, so I don't think they want to do a, a DC thing. Um. But either way, we're getting a, a six-issue miniseries, which I'm okay with. I mean, I, I just I love Sweet Tooth. I love how it ended, mm-hmm. and I got a glimpse of what the future was like in a napkin sketch that Jeff Lemire did while he was at IHOP once, and I was <laughs> good with that. I don't need nothing else. I don't need no TV series. I don't need no sequels, miniseries. Uh, but they're doing mm-hmm. that, and uh, one of the alternate covers for issue one is done by Jim Lee. Which I don't think he should be drawing anything in Sweet Tooth, but who knows? Maybe it'll be good. That's interesting. Yeah. Other than so, that, we can get out of here if you're ready. Go ahead, Joe. Okay. Um. Next Wednesday, the nineteenth, is the there is a Neptunia tenth anniversary digital event. Um. Idea Factory announced it on Twitter. They didn't say what it was going to be, but that's happening next Wednesday. What time? No time set yet. Hmm. Okay. Well, cool. All right. Anything else before we get out of here? Uh, Hector Chat says, can we talk about all them variant covers for Detective Comics 1027 or next week? I think we're going to do that next week. Damn. Is is, ten, is Detective Comics 1027 like the beginning of Joker War or something? Or is it like I think punchline so. covers? I know I've been seeing a lot of punchline art on uh, yeah. commissions for white covers and uh, mm-hmm. and from artists I follow. So it might be mm-hmm. that, but it all looks great. It actually is getting me all this social media hype that's not really like trying to be hype. It's just people mm-hmm. are gravitating to this character for some reason. Uh, mm-hmm. Makes me want to check it out. So I don't know where to start. So let me know in the comics right after you hit like and subscribe and that bell. Yeah, no, that's a good idea, actually, if you want to tell us where to start. So, uh, 
Bruce Detective 27. Hmm? No, no, no. I was just saying that he said the comment said Detective 27 was Batman's debut. Oh, I guess. So that's why 1027. Oh, oh, so one, oh, it's a thousand Batmans? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. They should not do a thousand Batman covers. No, no, no. That it's is... That's what they're celebrating, a thousand Batman issues. Oh. Okay, that makes a lot yeah. of sense. That makes a lot more sense. I hope, I hope, Yeah. I wonder how many variants they're gonna yeah. do. Your, your fancy, like, your fancy college didn't let, didn't teach you to use math, huh? No, I mean, listen. Like he said, ten, so ten twenty seven is a thousand Batman's. I thought that meant like a thousand Batman covers. Nah. Like so, they, they didn't teach you to put two and two together, huh? No. Oh. They. Uh oh. It's the same premise. So does that mean no same premise as when they celebrated action one thousand? There's a ton of variants. I saw six. Is what he says. Oh, okay, got you. Cool, got it. But we celebrated Detective One Thousand. It's AT and T's Batman, ten twenty seven. What are you going to say, Jay? <laughs> uh, Bruce Timm's returning to DC for Batman Soul of the Dragon, an animated film that takes the dark night of Gotham City on a trip to the 1970s. Uh, according to THR, Soul of the Dragon is not based on any previous source material. Instead, it's an original story that sees Bruce Wayne face a deadly menace from his past with the help of three former classmates. Uh, world-renowned martial artist Richard Dragon, Ben Turner, and Lady Shiva. Word. Lady Shiva was in the Deathstroke thing on CWC. Yeah, but they didn't treat her right. Hey. I knew Jay was going to say that. Neither did Deathstroke. <laughs> Unless it's right. different on the Blu-ray, I don't know. I saw the CWC <laughs> version. We, we should play the wrap-up. Yeah. <laughs> one more. Uh, oh, one more. You said? Oh wait. Okay, hold on. Go ahead, Jay. Final Fantasy XIV's newest patch. Uh, it's, it uh, streamlines and cleans up the initial uh, storyline, so it's a lot easier. Not easier, but there's a lot less bullshit, basically. <laughs> like, like what? Like quests? Like it's not. Yeah. Like the... Okay. Like quests where you weren't really doing much. Uh -huh. They've taken those out uh -huh. and they've redistributed the experience to more meaningful quests. Okay. Interesting. You know, that's one of those things where I'm sure that there are people that kind of, some people that love that and some people that hate that. Wait, say that again? It, I would, it would, I, it seems to me that would be one of those things where some people love that and some people might hate that. I feel like, well, I could say I haven't heard too many people hating on it, 
Mm-hmm. But they're probably out there. Gotcha. All right, cool. Uh, lastly, in uh, in chat, Hex says, hopefully I have next Wednesday off. Maybe I can call in. I had just got off work when I started listening today. So, yeah. You can always, we hope if, that happens, Hex. If you have thoughts and ideas, you can always hit us up on our Instagram, Facebook, or just call the Skype button and leave a voicemail. But if not, yes. you can always call in, Hex. You know, you're always welcome. Indeed. Cool. All right. Jay, give us some final thoughts. Bunch of stuff happening with this one day and the next. But the would be tomorrow. Streaming on HBO Max is Infinity Train Book 3. Oh, nice. Moses Magnum, final thoughts? Uh, look, thank you for joining us. Subscribe, all of that. More importantly, go to FractionOfForever.com for your latest heavy metal news and shit talkery from me. Speaking contemporaneously in the hollow void about metal by myself and maybe my brother. Really? Your brother's on some episodes? Uh, we're planning it. We'll see. He'll, he, he might be one. He's mad at Kanye, so I figured that'll be fun. What's Kanye have to do with metal? Kanye's a purported uh, alleged Cradle of Filth fan. I like those guys. That's a, you know. There's They're like metal. Yeah. Always play metal bands for me. Like they were one of the ones that I actually kind of liked. Cool. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. Uh, you know, shout out to Oz because uh, you know he didn't get to have a final thought because he's working, keeping us all safe. So thanks, Oz. Uh, we'll be back next week. In the meantime, do what Moses said. Uh, go ahead and like, subscribe. Uh, tell us what you like about the show in the comments. Uh, tell us what you don't like. We'll look, we'll look and listen to those too. Uh, we'll be back next week. This is fantastic forum. See you then. Need a better sign off. Fantasticforum.live. Fantasticforum.live. Because we stay live. I should end the broadcast now. Yeah. <laughs>
Now, when you say you have it on Periscope for some reason, you mean like you can stream to Periscope? Yeah. If I were to stream, I could stream to other things. But that's on my account. But I don't know. It's the free one, so I don't know what limits they are, you know? Because when I signed in, that automatically, you want to start a broadcast? I say, yeah. And I guess I was signed into Fantastic Forum's Twitter, so it mm-hmm. logged me into Periscope automatically. Well, oh, you know what it is, is that when you go to um, the studio or, or the dashboard when you're creating the broadcast, I think it's just like with with what we have, you can do... Oh, actually, I think you can do two... You can stream to two places at once. I think that might even be on the free one now. Okay. But I don't I don't know that it's like you only can pick two and that's it. Like, I think you can add whatever you want. Right. I know on, on you Premium, you could do a two. bunch now, but... Hmm? I, I know in Premium, you could do a bunch now, but it, it automatically mm-hmm. put me on Periscope. On But it's mm-hmm. not Fantastic Forums, like... Streamyard. Periscope. It's my personal. When I logged in to try oh. to fiddle with it, it automatically. So oh. I, I guess I was signed into Twitter on the browser. Got it. Got and it. That, that's yeah. what it used. I mean, hey, it's no thing. I mean, I, if we want to put it onto the Fantastic Forum one, we can do that or mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, honestly, whatever works. So, yeah. but we should definitely play with the, play with the idea of you know, everybody getting the chance to stream. Because I think that, you know, I think you can even do it from your phone. Yeah. Like you can yeah you can be... Oh, you can't hear us, Jay? No, my, my ear itches. Oh, no worries. That was take, all. Take that butt out and scratch it, baby. Scratch it. I'll do it when we're done. <laughs> so uh, next week, let's do that thing. Like 12... What 12... Like if DC Comics was just 12 titles, what 12 titles do you think that would be to like be a, the, the successful DC comics. Like if you want to do bonuses in regards to like who, what the creative team would be, feel free. But if not, you can just do the titles. That's fine too. Wait, say that again. I was saying, if you, you know, what 12 titles would you basically, if you were in charge of DC comics, what 12 t- titles would you put out to kind of be like the flagship titles for the, the new DC comics? And I was saying, if you want to do bo- as a bonus, if you want to do like creative teams, feel free. But if not, that's okay too. 